What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Vile Files Going Deeper Edition. I'm Nick, your host, joined by the household of Allie, Amanda, and Derek. And as always, well, not always, but, you know, recently, our pop culture correspondent, Natalie Joy. We have an amazing episode for you, Chloe Veitch, today. Woo! As uh, Allie would say, Netflix reality TV royalty. Mm-hmm. Here to catch up with us, the talk queen. about her time on The Perfect Match. Uh, she clears the ear by some of, uh, with some of the drama between Francesca and uh, Georgia, a little Bartiste tea, and then we get into... It was really, really fun conversation with Chloe. I liked her when she actually admitted to not liking people you know not in a way that was like rude or dragging them but like when she actually was like oh this is someone who i don't really fuck with that made me like her so much more because i was like (laughs) you're not just being diplomatic like you're being honest here all right lots to get into lots to cover uh we cover so much with chloe but before we we do do, there's more there's more meat on the bone so to speak always have you guys been following all of the taylor swift matt healy speculation dating i love love every why do you love it well matt healy is the lead singer of the 1975. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he kind of looks like he is just going through it all the time. He looks like a TA at film school. Yeah. Like a grad yep. student. Yep. He's like yeah. there to like grade. And he drinks like 12 cups of coffee a day and only smokes cigarettes. Yes. Yes. Does, okay, doesn't, yes. He doesn't eat food, just drinks yes. coffee and cigarettes. Okay, let's literally drag Matt Healy under a school bus. No, right I mean, now. also like he's amazing. No, he's an artist. I have seen some of his... I ended up on 1975 Matt Healy TikTok for oh. you page for a while. You know, it's like all that shows recently? up. Um, No, it actually wasn't recently, but it was just like everything of him showed up on my. And he is very uh, Elvis Presley like. Do you remember how Elvis Presley would kiss women? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what Matt Healy does. Ew. Yuck. Yeah, he makes yes. out at shows. <laughs> he like he just kiss. randomly kisses people he in the like, crowd. He like, Yes. I heard he'd stopped kissing people back in like January and there was kind of speculation. <laughs> speculation it was, was out of respect for Taylor. I January. don't think it was because he was dating. She was dating Joe. Joe still. He was rumored to be dating an influencer. I don't want to put any like bad, bad vibes out for Taylor. But when she broke up with Joe, the speculation was that Joe fucked up because she's out to dinner with all her friends, and then they unfollowed Joe afterwards. But if she is already in a relationship with Matt, isn't there some overlap? Maybe. What do you mean? They could just be like hanging out. Maybe. They also have known each other for like the past decade, so it makes sense. Especially if Joe did fuck up for her to be like, peace out, bye. I'm in my hot girl era. And a lot of people are saying her and Joe broke up like a while ago, and it just That's broke in like end of April. So I, like I've heard, like I heard somewhere that it was like, January, which is crazy. And I've looked for it on the internet and like haven't found much else. But it's definitely like, I think also with a six year relationship, like you got to figure when it's an amicable breakup, like you fell out of love and both people are like, I respect you. Did you see that they both? So a thing that like Matt Healy does on stage a lot. Other than making out? Other than making out. (laughs) Yes. Other than making out. Is he like looks into the camera. He mouths, I love you. The song is for you or whatever there's like another saying he does it at a show and taylor swift just did that at her nashville show and he was there in the audience he went to all three shows okay that's That's not nothing that's something but i don't think she's saying i love you i think she's just like what he she's doing what he does there's clearly something going on then yeah i feel like i'm a child of divorce 
Why? They're touching each other's privates. I miss Joe. You miss Joe. What did you like about Joe? Because he's a Brit. He's British. He was quiet and calming. He used to go to our shows. Dad used to go to our shows. Now I have a new dad. Why do you miss him? He's so much better than this dude. I don't know anything about him. I guess he was a figure of stability. He was pretty boring. I forgot he existed, personally. I'm not a big Swifty, though, so I'm sure the people who were plugged in knew him He hung out in the background, for sure. He was what she needed. Well, you know who else hangs out in the background? Extras. And Tom Sandoval (laughs) has the most extras. He's actively on tour with his band. And we actually, in addition to the national news story about him replacing so cleverly and brilliantly a lyric to uh, Stacey's mom with, can't you see Raquel is not for me? In addition to that whole There's news more story. more that? Because I feel like he sucks for that. Yeah. How do we, well, yeah. She's how do we feel about it? literally in a mental he, facility. He was yelling at us. And by us, I mean like, you know, anyone who watches the show, Bravo Nation, Vanderpump Nation, whatever you want to call it, the Wi-Fi fam. TMZ. You know, TMZ, whoever was reporting. He's just like, Raquel is in a mental health institute. And, you know, and, and he, it sounded like he was being protective of Raquel, Ra- Rachel. And, I don't know. I don't know what communication they have going on between the two of them. But that's kind of a fuck you to Raquel, is it not? To like go on stage and be like, Raquel's not the girl for me? While she's currently working on, on her, her mental, mental health. health? That sounds like, dismissive. She also can't have a phone, right? That's what he said in that TMZ interview. He was like, know. she's there without a phone, no communication. And so she has like no idea that you did this. And she's going to get out of this all like mentally healthy and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Be like, you're not for me, Raquel. It's like, also, how dare he accuse anyone of trying to, like, monetize or gain, like, followers right? or attention off this situation? No, like, because he thinks it's is... his story to monetize. Literally. He does it. It's not about not monetizing. It's just about, like, he wants... To be the only one. He's like, I single-handedly fucked up my life yeah. and several other people's, and so I should be the one who gets all the attention. It was my dick doing the work, and I deserve all the credit. He also replaces the words of Stacy's mom with Schwartz's mom. I get yeah. But it's like, so was yeah, the I get line, stick, Schwartz, but, can't you see that Raquel is not for me? Yeah, I don't know. It's just so but weird. But either way, it's just a bit, I don't know, if you're, I don't know how Raquel it, it feels about Tyler. I mean, what, honestly, at this point, is it really shocking that no, Tom Sandoval did that? No. But he's also complaining about, he wants the story to die. We've talked about this before. He doesn't want it to die. No. No. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who, when like some TMZ reporter or whoever, or pop paparazzi called him a celebrity he i've he smiled from ear to ear he was oh it just made his day dear lord we also have an inside scoop because oh. a member of the vi-fi fam emailed us and said as a fellow scandal follower i knew i needed to share a story with you guys my friend and i bought tickets to see tom in nyc before the scandal story broke after the story broke we decided to go scope out the scene and maybe heckle a little we showed up in Team Ariana and Don't Trust a Bambi-Eyed Bitch shirts. And when at the concert, the crowd gave him a ton of like mixed signals, mixed welcome. Shockingly, there were people there having a blast. That's not shocking. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, but it's just like, who are these people? But also, they don't put on a good show. So it's I mean, kind of I, I, I don't... <laughs> like, I, 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 I do, a cover band. Listen, as much <laughs> yeah. as we're not Team Tom Sandoval fans, I don't think people should show up just to heckle someone. No, I mean, that's a bit... It's it's a controversial topic. So you bully-ish. wanted to go to Schwartz and Sandy's just I to do talk go. shit. No, I want to go and observe. I don't want to go observe. in. I don't want to go in and be like, ah, you suck. You know, like... 
Well, so this is what the heckling looked like throughout the duration of our time there. My friend began to throw up the middle finger here and there to let Tom know how we felt. And well, <laughs> she was successful. After about five songs, two Gramercy Theater event workers came up to my friend and asked her to speak with them in the hallway outside. Like a school teacher. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like the, she's going to the principal's office. Uh, once outside, the event worker told her, I've been asked to bring you out here because of your disruptive behavior that's distracting the performers and disrupting the show. Given Tom's current situation, they want you out. When she asked who they were, Tom. the man told her it was Tom and his tour manager who saw her in the audience. My friend then asked what event policy she'd violated. The man consistently repeated himself and could not provide her with the statement of the rules. She broke. And my other friend interjected and said, did Tom Sandoval himself single her out? Where are these orders coming from? The man responded, Tom and his tour manager want her out. Well, thank you for the very entertaining note. Going forward, don't you don't need to heckle anyone. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. You could support Ariana without. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe pick it outside the show. <laughs> you know, if you really must. Like, but yes, Tom, Tom did single you out for sure. It was 100 percent was Tom. POV, you're in a cover band. You're 40. You've just ruined a long, meaningful relationship with someone who thought she she was going to spend the rest of your life with you. And you're at like a half empty theater and, and people keep flipping you off with like, these shirts that say your ex's name on them. <laughs> you're like, I want them out. Like It's a comeback <laughs> tour. All right. It is pretty crybaby. He's peeking. Yeah. yeah, he's peeking. Well, you know who's been peeking for a while now? Robert De Niro. He's oh, man, not transitions are honestly <laughs> really just amazing. Fire. I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> I have not slept. I have not. Right, how do we bring up Robert De Niro? Well, his dad, <laughs> he's, he's a dad now. Of at 79 years old. That is nuts. I, I don't. He will be 90 years old uh, when his child I mean, if is he makes it. 10. If, okay. Oh, Fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> Jesus. I'm just like, I don't you know. They 90's don't. not guaranteed. But this poor child, mm -hmm. is it, isn't it a boy? I, I think believe it's so. his seventh kid. Everyone needs a father, but like hot especially take. hot take here. I just listen. If what are you going to ask the kid in eleven years? Would you rather just not exist? I'm assuming he's going to get some sort of like hefty inheritance. Maybe he could be a pretty solid dad for the next ten years. And maybe Robert De Niro has the foresight with the the media presence that he has. Not to be like morbid, but let's say I was lucky enough to be a father, and let's say I I came down with a, a terminal illness, and I I honey sorry you know, but like and I had a young child, I would like make videotapes and like, here's what you're going to learn when you're 15 or 16 and tell them stories and shit like that. You know, wouldn't, what? Honey, don't do that. <laughs> I'm just saying, why? Don't, don't, get, don't get emotional. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> no, some moms do that. Like they'll leave you're like crying. videos. Well, not because you cry. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? But I think Robert could do that. He's like, hey, fuck, I'm old. I'm not going to be here for so long. And he could teach his kid life lessons. Plus, he's just like, he got zillions of dollars. I don't know. Like, I don't think it's that irresponsible. Is that not so fucked that we can't have kids at 79? Yeah. Right? Oh, like, you mean? We're oh, sorry. Women. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Nick, you will be 100. I got big plans. You'll be 110. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Maybe like, you're not like good at math. You will live so long out of spite for everyone. Like I feel like you will be that. Like there no. will be like twelve years where every year they're like. And he's gonna look. He's gonna look. I'm gonna be taking shirtless selfies at seventy-four. One hundred percent. No, I've said this. Like you're gonna end up at some beautiful like retirement place, and it's gonna be Nick and a bunch of other like ninety-five-year-old women, and he's gonna be like Gladys. Don't let him put his dick in you. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. respect you. I'm gonna get kicked yeah. out because people be like, you don't belong here. You're like, just because you're 80 doesn't mean you won't get chlamydia, okay? <laughs> Actions have consequences. <laughs> I think so, part of the thing that's so interesting about this family structure is that, like, he has a- Is that his wife? A daughter who's oh. 51. What? He has a daughter who's 51? That's fucking bonkers. I say pop off, Bobby. How old is his- Is it his wife? Or girlfriend, or is his wife one, younger one than his daughter? His one night Imagine stand. you have a one night How stand with Robert wife? De Niro. How old is his wife? Well, yeah. Does his daughter just become the mother to the new son if she's fifty-one? Okay, well, the, the rumored mom. mother. Oh my god. He has a wife. He is married. Okay, Tiffany Chen. How hmm. old is Miss Tiffany Chen? Yes. How old is Miss? Let's not be judgmental. No, no. I'm just out of Tiffany's uh, Chen's age has not been shared publicly at the time of this writing. Okay, interesting because. Why could I choose that? What do you mean? Why can I choose to just not have my age out there? Well, you're not, I'm not Bobby De Niro. Bobby. <laughs> Y'all That's what his friends call him. You his friend? I mean, you know, in my mind. There's a whole article. It's like, meet Robert De Niro's seven children and their mothers. Like, woof. <laughs> yeah, I'm really trying I'm, to find- I'm guessing his, his, his baby mama or wife is considerably younger than his oldest daughter. It's an extreme- situation but i don't know if you're the kid i just feel like the kid's not I'm gonna be sure like i'd rather gonna be, not be born no i'm sure he's gonna be happy that he's born his dad robert didn't but like it's so sad and that I don't know if there's a lot of a lot of kids who don't have parents who have you know well this tiffany chen is 64 how is this possible yeah it's that because that's the story <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Tiffany! I know, I Googled that. And I, <laughs> we're over here saying, why can't we have kids when we're that old? Oh, no, but we can. Huh. What? Tiffany Chen is a professional martial arts and Tai Chi instructor. Is she the mom? That's yeah. rumored. They've been linked together since 2021. They saw a baby bump when they were out to dinner. She's 64? I think that was maybe a different Tiffany Chen. I think there's a lot of wonderful people out there named Tiffany and Chen. And Robert De Niro only dates Tiffany Chens? Well, there could oh, be a different you found the Tiffany Chen. Yes. You think you on the internet. There might be multiple <laughs> Tiffany Chens in Hollywood. Robert De Niro only dates Tiffany Chen. He has a type. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? It's Tiffany. I have questions. Maybe to round it out, speaking of dating speculation, Kim Kardashian posted a photo of Tristan Thompson father to her niece and I feel like this nephew. is not news. So, w- so I guess what do you make of your sister trying to have like civil relations with like your baby daddy? But the Kardashians, I know um, I know very little about the Kardashians. But one of the episodes I watched while Natalie was watching in the background was basically Tristan and Chloe talking about how like no like once you're in the family, you're just in the family. Mm-hmm. As they've demonstrated with all these other guys, it's just like they might be. He's the father of her, her of her children, and they keep it tight, you know. And it makes a lot of sense for being that family. It's hard to trust people. You don't want to let a lot of people in. So regardless of what's going on relationship wise, these people like have no problems supporting one another. So like any other rumors about them dating, I think are ridiculous and silly. Like they've demonstrated 
that this is a tight-knit group and i don't think it means chloe and tristan are dating again it just means that like he is the father of her children and just like with scott like they're still friends with scott even though courtney is you know moved on with travis so that's it right i don't know i mean i feel like they know what they're doing social media wise and it's like support my baby daddy if we're not together like could support him privately but like i guess she's sitting courtside at his game and then posts him at the end i don't know i guess you think about it either as your the guy who cheated on your sister the father of your nieces and nephews yeah but chloe seems to be fine with it like they're she's hanging out with tristan all the time but isn't that the whole thing of people kind of speculating and getting in chloe's business and trying to be protective of her and like prevent her from making those choices and i also her fans yeah and then potentially also people in her life like i feel like and granted i don't think it's as appropriate or like helpful or productive when fans do it but it would kind of make sense if there was kind of more of a middle ground of like yes we respect you yes we want you to have a successful co-parenting relationship but i'm not going to go out of my way to post congratulations to you on my instagram right i think that's just them though yeah i think they'll it's just always them. like hype each other up yeah yeah everybody well we have an amazing episode with chloe before we get into we get into a very hot passionate topic with chloe we talk a little bit about chivalry and uh you know because she's a brit and i just wasn't curious i was curious about how does chivalry apply in the cross the pond yeah cross the pond the and, and i said something that i did not think would be controversial or questioned about pumping gas for your significant other in a heterosexual relationship natalie your thoughts I think it's absolutely nuts if you are driving your car or not driving, but it's your car and you're with your significant other and they do not get out of the car to pump your gas. They stay you're saying as a woman dating a man. Yes, da- as a woman. They stay in the car scrolling TikTok while you get out of the car. Winds blowing and your lip gloss. You got it's raining. It's cold. <laughs> you're like, no. <laughs> That's insane to me. And then they're just sitting in the front seat, like not a care in the world. As soon yeah, as we pull Ellie up to Amanda, the gas station. Same response yesterday. Chloe, you'll find out it's in the ep- We'll get to it in the episode. So some redundancy here. You guys look shocked. Yeah. I've never, never heard of that before. Is it like, the, is that Southern? Like, did you do that? And like for your girlfriends always, in your 20s? I've always done that. And when I don't remember the first time Natalie and I pulled up in a car while she was driving, but it wasn't even a conversation. I just got out. I do think kind of the point you raise about the logistics of handing someone a card, just like, yeah. I, I that would be the thing in my brain where like, obviously it'd be like, well, no, a very nice yeah, thing to do. It would but be like, weird, I guess. But like, uh, what I'm saying is the guy, I just knew. And Nellie, we we were on the same page without having a conversation. It seems like y'all. I'm trying to get to someone be... to buy me dinner. Like I'm not trying to but push for gas. A, you don't have a. You're not in a relationship right Correct. now. But I just even when I was couldn't get to buy dinner. Immediate, like if he's not getting out to pump your gas, uh, just just tell him to get out and and leave him at the gas station. It's so Drive rare off. that I get gas with another person in the car, though. Oh, I now schedule my gas timings <laughs> no. with Nick. I'm now like, mm, come on. Baby, let's take my car. I'll drive. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I need gas. <laughs> Nick's like, ma'am. Wow. I'm going to, I'll take, I'll, I don't think this has been a situation that's ever Have come ever up with my boyfriend. Gas with, with I don't Nick? think, no, I don't think he's ever been right. in my car. So I will research. I, yeah, because he's from Missouri. Like, if it's like a Midwestern thing, I want you to get in your car and just, and you just sit there at the gas station. You just sit in your and seat. And you pull up. 
and do nothing. And just wait. And just wait. Okay. It's going to be really awkward for like a moment. <laughs> and then if he's like, what are you doing? And be like, oh, you weren't. You're, oh, you want me well, to I'm do not it. pumping my gas. I'm going to record this. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> Can I go in the back seat? Yeah. <laughs> Found footage. Yeah. I just find it wild out there that it, it, when it comes to chivalry, I, you know. Like, you I know. get how opening the car door can be, you know, a little bit inconvenient. You're in a rush or, like, you got your hands full or whatever. I get, and, like, Nick does it sometimes. And when he does it, I'm like, oh. You know, if he did it every time, I'd be like, fucking door. Like, yeah, yeah. Go, you know. Pumping gas is such a different thing for me. Yeah. I guess it's probably also because an ex of mine for like three years, bottom of the, he's literally was on the bottom of my shoe, but he would sit on his phone and would mm. not get out. And he'd be like, no, like would straight up be like, I'm not getting out. And I'd be like, all right. And I'd do it myself. And then I'd see all these like men like coming in and like, they would look at me and look at him in the car and be like, and just keep going. Like it's, I feel like it's a, it's a known thing. Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna I start am looking shocked. For this. I'm curious for the people listening to this episode. And again, we get into it later in the episode as well. Like, are you guys just as shocked as Allie, and Amanda, and Chloe? Yeah, mm. I do pump my grandma's gas because she has arthritis. Well, yeah, yeah yes. and we're not yes. saying yes. we are not <laughs> saying women can't pump their own gas. But when you are in the car with uh, someone you're dating who is a man, and and he sits in his car. And listens to sports talk radio or on Twitter or on his phone while you get out of the car and pump your gas. Like, I just strongly feel like this is not a guy who's willing to like ever really step up or go out of his way for you. Like, I just think any guy who's not willing to pump your gas, like I would not expect a overly romantic guy who you can consistently expect to prioritize you. And do the little things. Yeah, don't expect jack shit for Valentine's Day. Like, he's going to CVS on the way home yeah, <laughs> to get some old wilted roses. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a litmus test for a guy's willingness to... Like, acts of service. Yeah, to, like... I remember when I was moving, my dad was in my car, and I was pissed, and we were in, like, Hollywood traffic, and I was so low on gas, and I pulled up, and I literally was grabbing my wallet and, like, pushing the door open to go, and my dad was like, I'll do it. And I was fully shocked, but I was like, what is this? But he's the only person that's ever done that. God, the pa- parents, when you're, if you're, da- if you're raising a young man and, or daughter, yeah, this should be life lessons 101, like to your daughters. I don't care. My daughter will never pump her gas if she is you're dating a, a man. You're going to have a gay daughter. She's like, she's like, ah, my, she's like, but dad, I'm gay. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> I guess you're pumping. Find a man. <laughs> no. Just uh, for the gas. Just for the gas. <laughs> just find a man to get gas with you. That's it. That's all you have to do. Uh, find one at the gas station and uh, just be like, my dad won't let me touch it. When it comes to chivalry, that is, you know, in a heterosexual relationship, that's literally bare minimum. So let us know in the comments both with this, like where you fall in the gas situation, and if there's like an equivalent thing for you, like an act of chivalry. Yeah, that you're is like, there this something is an absolute else? Like, must, you know, huge you'll ache. open your door, but I won't. As, as, as the great meatloaf one said, but I won't do that. <laughs> Another what? one for me is the sidewalk rule. Like if Nick mm. doesn't push me to the inside and walk on the road, I'm always like, My, like I could get hit by a car <laughs> and you don't care. <laughs> I will say that I appreciate, I, I've learned that from Natalie. I, ca- I can't say that I've always, I haven't always done that. Natalie has taught me a few things that I will say now that I do it, I, I'm embarrassed that I haven't in the past but the gas is something i've i i have no since my very first girlfriend 
It was just like, I am not, and maybe it's because I grew up in Wisconsin. It was often cold and rainy and shitty weather, but it was just like, I'm I'm not sitting in my car while you pump gas. Okay, well, Derek, do you pump gas for your lovely girlfriend? I haven't actually come into a lot of situations where we've filled up gas. What I have done, though, is her tires were low on pressure. So I went in to tell the guy to turn on the, the tire pressure machine. But that but might did be. Did you do the tires? Yeah, I helped her with it. Like we, we're like collaborators, you know. Aww, okay. I don't. I, I do agree. I think it is a little awkward just to sit in the car while they're doing something. Yeah. Like yeah. you should get like. If I'm get out not and doing, help yeah. Or if something. I'm not, if yeah. I'm not doing it, I'm I'm making sure that like you know you got to get outside. You know, at minimum, that's like a bare minimum. Step outside. Step outside. Step outside. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Step out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like such a weird thing to just sit that sit out and let them do. If if you're out there and you're listening to this episode and you are surprised or disagree with my take and you are in a relationship with a man, I want to hear from the the women out there who are in a relationship, they've been in a car with their significant other and they get out and pump the gas but they can give me an example of many other stories of how selfless and thoughtful and acts of servicey their man is in a relationship. I don't think any of you exist, but maybe I'm wrong. Am I making sense? Yeah, that's a bold claim. You know, like, and I'm curious. To oh see. yeah, my, my guy. I, I put my own gas, but he does X, Y, and Z. I just don't think that exists. I think it's a litmus test for the type of guy you might be dating. If you mm. if you for won't example, pump, yeah. Last night Nick uh, cooked us dinner. Like he typically does. <laughs> and he also, so he gets out and pumps my gas. He walks the sidewalk, the sidewalk rule, cooks us dinner. And then Jeff puked. <gasps> and Nick immediately goes to clean it up. And I'm just like, that stinks. <laughs> oh, I but love like, being a woman. <laughs> I love being a woman. I was like, oh my God, it's so bad. No, I can't. I can't. I can't even look at it. And Nick's like, all right. And he's just picking it up. And I'm like, what a man. Wow. I love taking care of the people I love. Anyway, we have an incredible episode with Chloe. Before we get to Chloe, just a couple housekeeping notes. Uh, Don't forget we have another episode of Better Date Than Never live tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. We're talking blowjobs, best practices, tips and tricks, how to give, how to receive. Do you need me to come on that episode and kind of... Whatever you want, baby. Um, no, that's okay. We're just here to facilitate. Uh, I think Fuck Club would lose it. I think I'm like, all right, if you just grab it here. No, I think you would unleash. Like, I think they're already a very rowdy bunch. I think you would push it over the edge. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, people are are making friends, popping off in the chat. If you haven't checked us out uh, live, be sure to do. You're really missing out. For all those people who can't make it live, I know there's people in Canada or have Androids or just across the world who listen to the show. If it's a really fun uh show that we have better than never and fear not it is available to all the people who sign up for vile files plus in addition to that we have update specials two additional updates that we drop every month behind vile files plus we also don't forget we have in this episode a really juicy emotional empowering uh don't sweat, sweat the wedding aka texting office hours our caller who calls in whatever you want to call it you're going to want to listen to that one. It is a doozy. And if you like those types of calls, uh, assuming everyone who listens to Going Deeper listens to Ask Nick, but if you like those calls, don't forget that every Monday Ask Nick is available and it's just a bunch of people calling in, sharing their relationship stories, problems, and struggles, and uh, we all just collaborate with some advice. People find it helpful, inspirational, and fun. Be sure to check that out. Also, don't forget to give us a five-star review. 
if you're listening on Apple iTunes or Spotify. All right. Let's get to Chloe. Drizzly, the most convenient way to buy beer, wine, and spirits with delivery to your doorstep in under 60 minutes. That's right, people. Drizzly is making dreams come true from all the people out there who just want to relax, kick back, and enjoy their most favorite beverage, even if they forgot to pick it up on their way home from work. That's right. No longer will you get home from a long day of work and your partner, wife, spouse, whoever you are, and they say, did you remember to get the wine? And they're like, ah, and then you have to go back and put your shoes back on and go to the grocery store. You don't have to do that anymore. No, you just go to your favorite Drizzly app. That's right, the number one app for alcohol delivery. And you just go there and you pick out your favorite bottle, your favorite beer, your favorite spirit. doesn't matter what it is. And the best part is they have such a great variety. It feels limitless. Yeah. So many wonderful brands that you've never heard of things that you haven't tried in a long time. It's a lot of fun. It really is. I am a huge fan of hard kombucha, which is kind of like a specialty product. And so I never am exactly sure like which shops are going to have some of the more like niche brands that are my favorite. And it is so convenient typing in exactly what I want in the app and having it go through every liquor store in my area to find the exact ones that have the product I'm looking for. And then I don't even have to get in the car. Like it just arrives for me. It is truly the best way to do it. And you can price match because why pay more than you have to? So stop making excuses and make sure you download Drizzly. It's the number one app for alcohol delivery. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That is D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. Drizzly.com. Hey, doggy lovers out there. Listen, what we put in our body matters. It also matters what you put in your dog's body. So all the people out there who love their dogs, and I know I love mine, you want to make sure they're eating like kings, like queens, like the champions that they are. Make sure that you're putting quality ingredients in their bodies. And Sundays is some of the highest quality dog food that you can find. Sundays contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and zero percent synthetic nutrients. Besides USDA beef and all-natural chicken, you'll find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger plus disease-fighting antioxidants. Dog parents report noticeable health improvements in their pup, including softer fur, fresher breath, better you-know-what, better poo. And more energy. More energy, that's right. And the best part is it's affordable. Sunday costs 40% less than other healthy dog food brands because Sunday doesn't waste money shipping frozen packages. Instead, they spend on what matters, sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your pup. I feel like with so much of dog food, it's like, you know, it will be great, fresh, all natural, but then it's in the fridge. And I know for you, Allie, like sometimes we have unexpected late nights at the office and it's so nice to know that we can keep high quality food right on hand that is super easy to store and also reduces the cost of shipping. So it's just a win-win all around. You know, Jeff's favorite thing in the world are Sundays. And I'm not talking about the day. I'm talking about the Food. That's right. Good news for you. We worked out a special deal for our dog-loving listeners. That's right. Get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Just go to sundaysfordogs.com slash V-I-A-L-L and use code V-I-A-L-L at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash V-I-A-L-L. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. Chloe. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. How's your heart? How's my heart? Yeah, we start every 
interview off that way. We wanted, we, you know, it's just like a, it's like a heavy warm up. It's we very, never really explained ourselves. I don't know why I started that. It's like the opposite of small talk. It's like yeah. direct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like us Brits are very like straight to the point. So I love that. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to open up about to just kick things off? Anything? What have you been, what's been weighing you down? What's been weighing me down recently? Mentally or just? I would say my sobriety. Okay. Yeah. I want to go deep. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Been sober for a couple of years, and I feel like recently it's just been a little bit more difficult than what it normally is. Okay. Uh, yeah. And when you say sobriety, is that n- no alcohol, no nothing? No nothing, like no complete nothing. abstinence. Okay. Because I know some people who are like are sober from alcohol, but they have discovered like marijuana, and that works for them. Yeah. But I don't know how that all works. I mean, I work a program, so it's the twelve steps. So it, okay. It's like, yeah, complete abstinence from like everything. But recently it's been a challenge. Yeah. What what has triggered that challenge? I think being over here, being away from the people that I would normally talk to about recovery, my sponsor and my meetings that I normally go to, and plus going to Vegas. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so just kind of the temptation of it all. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to being like a homebody. Okay. And since being in America, I'm very around alcohol much more than what I normally would be. So, yeah. yeah and as someone who is is sober and, and part of the 12 steps, how do you deal with, you know, the sensation of feeling triggered? Do you reach out to a sponsor? Do you... Normally sit in the pain a little bit until okay. I can't bear it. All right. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm going to call my sponsor now. All right. Yeah. But other than that, you're doing okay? Other than that, I'm fine, yeah. Okay. But you wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, we, we keep it open-ended. We, I try to ask that question without expectation. Good. I yeah. try and be as transparent as I can be. That's, that's great. So you recently got off a perfect match. That was fun. Was it not? Fucking wild. You, you, I saw something recently that uh, you did an interview, and you said that uh, your time on the Netflix shows, Allie referred to you as Netflix royalty. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. That's true. Yeah. I feel like you're one of an elite group of people that has been on three different shows. A triple crown. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know why. <laughs> you're fascinating to watch. You're so bubbly. To be honest, when I first like saw you on my screen, it was on The Circle, uh-huh. and I hadn't seen you before that, and I was like, who is this ray of sunshine? Oh, Where did thank she come you. from? Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I watched myself back on The Circle, and I just cringed the whole time. You I didn't realize I say, oh, my God, as much as how, like... I watched it back. And I like, say what? I say like a lot. I got called out for that. Yeah, on, on TV. Yeah, you so learn about years. some of your bad habits. Sometimes. Yeah, I hate them. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, but you were quoted as saying that uh, going on these shows like helped your depression or mental health. Is that accurate? And I thought that was interesting. Yeah, because so usually you hear the opposite. I think it was that was my motivation to get help, get the help that I needed at the time so what do you mean by that i went on to talk to handle i was 19 years old and then i came off you were to what years old 19 19 okay <laughs> i thought i thought that's what you said but i wanted to make sure <laughs> yeah say it real fast 19 not nine not you kind of swallow the nine <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. Not, not no, nine. No, no, 19 <laughs> <laughs> love that tuesday 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 kind of chew it so anyway, back to depression. Um, uh, so we're sad. Um, so yeah, went on to handle, came off of that, obviously lockdown, and that was the peak of my drinking. So I was drinking, I was having like lockdown parties, whatever. 
and just spiraled into this like depression. And then I after asked, your first stint on Too Hot to Handle, yeah. okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and then when was into, that? Just the coming off the high of of the filming. And, I don't know what it was. Okay, I don't know what it was. I think it was just not being around people as much as what I'd normally would be. Having this Netflix show hit number one yeah. for like months all around the world. What's well, a lot of it's a lot of overstimulation in a very short period of time, and the come mm. down can be. A challenge well i mean i wasn't able to escape it because yeah. it was like on my phone in my house and i couldn't leave it wasn't like i was going to events and podcasts in person sure. yeah. it was all in my home so yeah i don't know it just and then netflix put me on another show and that helped yeah it was the motivation to, to kind of get help with my drinking could you settle something for us because we had georgia and we had francesca on the show and i honestly wasn't expecting it because i thought we'd just get a little tea here about the mm -hmm. relationships but it this show became a platform for them to uh hash out what appeared to be some sort of rivalry between yeah the two. i watched i don't I, think i watched francesca's episode but i watched georgia's what did you think everything she said is legit georgia everything she said yeah i was listening to it in the car What specifically remind the audience if you could me and Georgia are really close in the house. That's faded since coming off the show, but I think that's because we've both got relationships and whatever. And just busy being stars. Yeah, just, yeah. no, yeah, you just fall apart. But the, the specifics would be Francesca and Dom would go and film separate things. I feel like at the time it was because Francesca wanted to kind of open that door up again with Dom. Mm -hmm. That's just my take. But I mean, no one actually knows what was going through her head. Like, we can't read her mind. But at the moment in time when I was in that villa with Georgia, that was what was apparent. I didn't even understand why those two were even going at each other. Who, Georgia and Francesca. Francesca? No. Yeah. They were fine in the villa. And then it just all of a sudden mm -hmm. became like a thing. Yeah. Do you, do you have any thing. guesses as to why? No, I really don't. They were fine in the villa. Like were I remember a time. Dom or something? Or? I remember when Dom used to get a little bit annoyed because they were actual friends in the villa. Yeah. Like Georgia would go up to Francesca and be like, you're right, babe. Da, 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 da. And Dom's like, why are they friends? It's weird. Did things settle down with, with Dom and Georgia? Because it seemed like that was also like, the drama between those two and then the timelines of their breakup. She got a lot of heat for that. And Who, Georgia? For yeah. the, I know. She didn't deserve all that heat. I, was, I don't know. I was, I was just asking the questions. What do you mean? On the show or off the show? Well, off, well, off the show, when she, you know, they left as the perfect match. Mm -hmm. Francesca had a, a story and then Georgia had her story. Dom kind of played coy a little bit. To me, it, like, listen, these relationships that start on these types of shows, I mean, they're not exactly... Cemented I mean, in a rock solid foundation. Yeah. I mean, um, and my experience on these types of shows that most people, uh, you know, no one wants to look bad. There's that. Uh, no one wants to feel or look embarrassed. There's that. But if they're smart enough to humble themselves, I suppose, and have themselves look be heartbroken despite any fears of embarrassment, they can really shine. And I, it, to me, it seemed like I hadn't met Dom. I don't know anything yeah. about Dom. But it seemed at the time like Dom was smart enough to lean into that relationship with Georgia not working out and kind of quietly play the sad 
guy while Georgia took heat from the fan base as to kind of her timeline and her actions with Harry and things like that. And it seemed like Dom quietly sat back and let her take the heat. That that was just my read of the situation, but you you know them way better than I do, and you know the situation. I'm just like wondering I do, what, yeah. <laughs> what your thoughts are on that. I mean, listen, everyone's always going to have a different side of the story when it comes to relationships. Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to have a different story to one of my exes that my ex is going to have a different story to me of our breakup. You know, there's always going to sure. be different sides. And when there's social media involved and there's TikTok sounds and like certain podcasts or I don't know, all it takes is one heat of the moment comment to then spiral it into a completely different narrative. So all I want to say is that I don't think any, any of them, Francesca, Dom and Georgia had any ill intent towards any of the other people that were involved in the relationship. But I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there's something you're not telling us, Chloe. I just don't want it, to. It's fucking been and gone. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, Don milked it or George is lying or but, Francesca's but is the villain. George is not lying about anything, no. Okay. Like, I, I listened to it and every single thing that she said on this podcast was 100% accurate from me seeing it or hearing it with my own eyes. Interesting. But I can't be in every room at the same time, you know? That's true. So I don't know. Well, we appreciate what you are able to share. <laughs> we were wondering, we were, you know, you've been on Too Hot to Handle. Then, so Perfect Match is a mashup, right? It's like the Netflix celebrity version of all their shows. Yeah. Who are the cool kids? And what I mean by that is like, you got Too Hot to Handle, which is like the premise is, well, everyone's just a bunch horny. of bunch of hot, horny hotties. <laughs> everyone's you horny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, conventionally <laughs> handsome, as they might say. And then you have the Love Is Blind cast, which is like, you know what? Don't look behind curtain number two. You you might not love them after you see them. Yep. When people come in, was there a bit of a seniority? Where who were the cool kids? Like okay, who were the people who were like, yeah, but I'm on too hot to handle. Or was <gasps> it Love Is Blind? Because Love Is Blind is the you know, arguably the biggest show. I think it is the biggest show. Yeah. I would say, from my experience, when I see the Talk to Handle lot, I'm like, meh. Like, because <laughs> it's just like, because I was on it, I haven't really got whatever. But when I look at the Love is Blind lot, I have this kind of sense of wariness. How so? Like, well, if I have sex with one of them, are they going to fall in love? Are they going to want my babies? You might be t- literally too hot to handle for them. Well, if they go on a show and they're <laughs> I mean, ready to right? get married, it's like, oh, they're clearly ready for commitment, you know? You're just afraid they're all just going to fall in love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was me this time. Fuming. Well, tell me more about the Love is Blind lot, as you say. Fun fact, actually, I don't think anyone knows this, but I, weren't, I wasn't able to watch Love is Blind before going on Perfect Match. Okay. It was You'd airing. Never seen it. No, it was okay. it was the sure. aired at the same time that I was filming in Panama. And how did that impact your decision making? You can watch someone on TV, then meet them, and they can be two completely different people. Or you can watch it and be like, "Oh, okay, I kind of have a small sense of like who they are and their personality and stuff." Was Bartice a daddy when he was down on Perfect Match? Or no, he wasn't. No, did he have one in the oven? I don't. Oh yeah, shit! Because he's a dad now, isn't he? Yeah. And his kid I... was born in December. 
Was that before or after we filmed Perfect Match? Well, when, when did, did you, you film Perfect Match? We oh fucking hell, I'm really bad at maths. <laughs> March, April? yeah. Oh my god, I was there on my birthday, the fifth of March, well, and he entered 2022. Yeah, March his, is his... the third month of the year. Yeah, yep. and it said she likely fell pregnant March of 2022. Hang on a second. So how would she have felt pregnant if he was filming Perfect Match? How long was he there for? I don't know. He was there for a couple of weeks. What did you think of Bartiz? I didn't know anything about him when I filmed with him in Panama. Yeah, just your time, you know, because we talk, we, we talk a lot of reality TV, right? Yeah. And we, we recognize that all these shows are edited. We, we don't know who they are. So when we review them or recap them or whatever you want to call it, we like to say that we are responding and critiquing and recapping people's behaviors, not so mm -hmm. much the people, because we don't know who they are. We don't cool. know context. Yeah. We don't know editing. We don't know music. So when we have the opportunity to sit down with someone who has met them, does yeah. know them, has had real interactions with them, we like to we like to learn a little bit about them. I'm not too keen on Batiste, to be honest with you. Why is that? I feel like there were certain smug comments He's very patronizing, very belittling, and personally, I don't think he respects women. Okay. Like, men Seems that's... like a sh breaking news to no one. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Confirmed kill. <laughs> I see something on uh, socials the other day, and it was, just because you respect women that you are attracted to doesn't mean you respect women. That kind of fits the category as him. So you feel like, to sum up, that if, if Bartiz didn't find someone physically attractive, mm -hmm. or attractive, I guess, in other ways, he his attitude towards them was more or less belittling, condescending, and just an overall yeah disrespectful. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. Yeah, hopefully he grows. There's always room for growth. Always room for growth. Anything about Perfect Match or your time on the show that you just want to get off your chest before we move on to other subjects? You hosted the live the event. watch party. What yeah. was that? That like? was a oh fucking shambles. I really want to be a host or like a presenter. Okay, and. At first, when Netflix asked me to do it, I thought, my mistake, I thought they were asking me to host the Love is Blind reunion. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, me? Really? I mean, honestly, could have, they might have, they might have wished they had. I, well, yeah, she was quite savage, weren't she? But I'd, I'd done the, the watch party. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, by the way, the, <laughs> it's not working. I'm like, what do you mean it's not working? They're like, yeah, it's completely crashed. About to stand up and do some like crowd control. Everybody listen up. That's good experience. Yeah. Was that your first time doing any type of hosting work? So it was my second time. The first time I done hosting for Talk to Handle after show. Okay. Um, and then after that, I got asked to do this. And it was weird because it was in front of like 300 people, all of the Netflix executives. Like everyone was watching me. And the, th the, the first thing I said was, you can't get rid of me. I'm like a yeast infection. <laughs> 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 memorable Mem I mean yeah. what else am I gonna say I mean it'd do worse than Vanessa you know <laughs> unbiased you know <laughs> I love Nick <laughs> I have no stake in the game uh, what did you think of Vanessa she got a lot of heat she got a lot of heat yeah what did you did you think it was fair unfair would you have would, are there questions you would have loved her to ask so I'm sure that her job is to bring very confrontational subjects up to kind of sit back and then let the rest happen. But I, I do feel like it was unfair, like some of the points. Like I can't remember the names now because it was so long ago, but 
she was speaking to certain people and she was just very pas- passionate and she was being over opinionated. She seemed to be, yeah, that was the biggest, I think, critique that people had is that she seemed to have picked sides. Yeah, she did pick sides. Yeah. Very obviously as well. Yeah. In front of millions on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. But she actually sent some flowers. To Paul. Yeah, to, Paul, to say yeah. sorry to Paul. What do you What do you make of that? I reckon it was for press. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It might have been genuine. I don't know. I've never met her. I feel like she deserved, Marshall deserved more of an apology for how she her, she handled her interview with Jackie rather than Paul. Because honestly, I think Paul did slap that girl's ass, personally. Mm. Did you? How else do you? I don't know. I think it was kind of like he moved past and he was like all anxious because the cameras, I don't know. I agree with you, Chloe. <laughs> I, th- I, I think it was just that, a tap. I, think I don't it, know how else do you interpret it. I do think there was He more. walked past her. There was plenty of space and he just went like this. I think he reached out to be like, oh, sorry. Yeah. It's just like an instinctual. I, I, again, maybe. You could be right. I just find that shocking. We've talked about, have you been into a, you've been to a nightclub, I'm assuming? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's kind of offensive either way if you're like, you look like someone who's never been to a nightclub or like, I'm you just clearly like, go to nightclubs. Have you been to a nightclub? I yeah. see why you yeah. phrase it as a question. Uh, we have talked on this uh, show before about, uh, in, in as a, a woman, do you, have you ever uh, been in a crowd and have a guy unnecessarily touch your waist yeah as he pretends to like need to like guide himself through the crowd Mm -hmm. yeah how is that any different girls always guide themselves through crowds do we feel the need to grab guys waist i've never been grabbed (laughs) never no one's fallen over like everyone's fine everyone finds their way i just don't get it just shoulder barge yeah yeah i won't get offended if someone and even if you have to touch someone tap them on the shoulder why what what, what about their hips their waistline do you just, need to touch excuse me excuse me yeah. you know, let me just let me just touch just, the smell of your back just, uh, but i'm just wondering how is what paul did any different i just didn't look i don't know didn't look sexual i mean it really? i think it's because everyone's team paul over team micah and this is a classic case of we don't we don't agree with who is right or wrong. We agree with who we like the most. I feel like I like Paul than I do. I like Paul more than Micah. Sure. Yeah. And I think we want to give Paul the benefit of the doubt. But maybe his cute curly hair doesn't take away from the fact that he definitely slapped her ass. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he could have had something going on with, what's that other one's name? Uh, Shelby? Shelby? No. The... Arena? Arena. I think way more happened than what they showed really because there was like a whole segment what makes you think that a week's worth of shit could happen on tv but they would only show 10 minutes of it sure yeah so if only a five minute speculation of a couple happens they just wouldn't put it in if it didn't hold weight and substance so i feel like you don't wait you you think reality tv editors don't only put things in if there's meat behind it so to speak you don't think they ever take the liberty to like this looks like something, even though there's nothing actually there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I just feel like, I don't know. I had a gut feeling when I watched it. This looks like there's more behind okay, we, it. Listen, we love a speculation. Side, yeah. yeah. But it's just a gut feeling. Just a gut okay. feeling. There's no facts behind right. it. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about facts these days? <laughs> As a Brit, yeah. you got a new king. Yes. How do you feel? Excited? Pissed? Are not we are we pro different. royal family? Are we anti royal family? Do we just not give a fuck? How do you feel? He looks sleepy. He looks old. 
Yeah. That's what I said. I said it is not well, is. giving me confidence in the future of this monarchy when he and Camilla are stumbling around, but barely able to move. Exactly. Uh, but also, I, I mean, as a Brit, yeah. God, what does that mean? He's gonna die, <laughs> and I. They have like seven or eight backups. We should have just jumped. Yeah, but what is he gonna do or not do? <laughs> I mean, I don't that even. I don't even know what the king's job is. You to be honest know. with you, I don't even know, and I'm it, a Brit. Is that like a generational thing? Because when I, I was in London for the first time last summer, took one of your black cabs, lovely experience. Good. Really great experience. Uh, it's like a cab ride and a tourist kind yeah. of attraction all, all at the same time. But that particular gentleman like talked about how, at least for some people, it's a big deal. It's, it's, a, it's the equivalent of people in America and like you know their flags and fireworks. Yeah. It's the patriotic. There's some psychos in Britain that have like full-blown houses like their actual houses are filled with the mugs and the the flags and the fake crowns and the pictures and like people get really obsessed over this i just don't think i was educated or my parents just did, just didn't give a fuck did you have any strong reactions like when the harry and Meghan drama yeah. was like at its you did. massive love <laughs> and i love it. it i love it because there's so many people that are like oh chloe you're from london like what do you think of the Meghan and harry drama at the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't really care. Like, just, just let them do their thing, you know? But now? Since watching the Netflix documentary between them two, I really don't like Megan. Mm. I used to like her and I used to think, oh, I love her. What was it you didn't like? What I loved was that she's kind of like a normal person. She was an actor. She had a career before. Now she's stepping into royal territory, which I thought was a disaster waiting to happen anyway, because they are born and bred to be stuck in this airtight family away from the world but the way she was slandering the queen and laughing about her on the documentary next to the, the grandson i just thought please have more respect you thought i was a little petty yeah i just thought listen you fucking married into the royal family what do you expect what about harry do you feel like he went a, a couple steps too far i thought I, when i watched the documentary i i was endeared to harry Especially like his military service. I'm like, here's a guy who's yeah. born into literal royalty. And he's like, you know what? I'm still going to serve my country. Literally put himself in harm's way. I mean, there's no more honorable thing to do than yeah. to volunteer for the military. It was his book for me that was like, all right, bro. That's what book? The Spare. Yeah. He wrote a whole. He had a oh book that came out like two weeks later. <laughs> and he was just like, just it sounded like a really. It sounded like a guy who was pretty pissed off that he wasn't born first. Really? Yeah. It was that the it one that went viral petty. on yeah. TikTok. Yeah. yeah. There oh, was the different stories there between was the a two fake of them. Audio of him saying that something about his dick. Putting oh yeah, putting cream, cream on his dick. that reminded him of his mom yeah, on, his, on dick. his dick. So that wasn't real. That, were, that, that wasn't was real. real. I thought. <laughs> I thought well, he, he did have a fo- frostbitten dick at Kate and Will's wedding, didn't he? It Fuck just if got- I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, should I just call him? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he had frostbite on his pee-pee. Okay. What from, though? I he saw a on, story like, a today that he got in a fight with his ghostwriter. Yeah. Harry experienced frostbite on his penis while on an expedition to Antarctica in 2011. What was the expedition for? Why his dick? <laughs> What's an expedition? So I guess his- <laughs> Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like hiking? <laughs> like what? Uh, I guess his mom really liked the Elizabeth Arden lip cream, and that was what he used when he had a fraught 
spitting penis. That's what he used to jerk off? No, no. to help <laughs> I, the Presumably bite. to just... I'm calling bullshit, and I think he jerked off using that lotion. He must have. Like, who even gets frostbite on their dick? Yeah. First of all, why would lip balm help with frostbite? I could... Well, well, maybe if it's like extra, like nourishing. No, I, nourishing? I'm sorry, it wouldn't be my choice. <laughs> when you're buying a cream, does the word extra nourishing come up? Oh yeah, I need this. Can yeah. you use this for frostbite on penis? Yeah. I imagine it's one of those afflictions where you're kind of freaking out and being like, "What do I have?" And like just like reaching for something and being like, "Oh, this should work." No my guy penis? has ever put any type of ointment on their dick for any other reason other than to masturbate. He said, but why would you put it in a book? He got paid 40 bazillion dollars or something. I don't know. My penis Maybe was for like every mention of his dick, he got an extra mil. Between mm. extremely sensitive and borderline traumatized. His penis. <laughs> Go on, Harry. He, his penis was or? His penis was oscillating between extremely sensitive and borderline traumatized. What is that? It sounds like a headline about Megan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the words oscillating and dick do not go together. Yeah, no. Bad combo. So not a not a Megan fan now. Not a Megan fan. She's gorgeous. Obviously. Love her. Just don't love her. What would be okay, you run into Megan, you're in the same building, you're, you're heading to an appointment, you get stuck in an elevator. Oh god. And she was like, "You know what? You're British. You seem nice. You seem smart. What advice do you have for me?" She's asking you. She's asking me for advice. Yeah. Like, do you have any notes? Like, did you see the documentary? Did you read the book? I'm having a hard time with this family. My in-laws are a pain in the ass. <laughs> Do uh, you have any advice for me on family dynamics and PR and, and like public kind of facing things? What advice would you give to Megan going forward? You'd just be like, you know, if you could just try a little bit, a little bit. You know, sometimes silence speaks a thousand words. You think she just... She just needs to shut up. <laughs> like, just... Stop fucking rinsing it, all right? You're with the royal family. Now you're not. All your security's been stripped. Just live your happy life that you want to live. She seems to be doing that now. She seems to be doing that. And you know what? I'm so glad that they're actually able to just live life now without the stress and the pressure of holding the royal family together. And she had to throw a birthday party. That's why she couldn't go. What? She didn't want to miss her son Archie's birthday. Do you believe that? On the same day as the coronation. Well, they I didn't think she even just wa- go to the coronation. Harry did. Well, Harry, Harry Megan there. didn't. Megan did it. She's causing so many problems. But would she have caused more problems if she went? Because then more eyes are going to be on her. People are going to be talking about. Do you her. think she was? Do we don't even know if she wasn't even invited or if she uninvited herself? I think it's one of the two, and I think not going just makes it more obvious. And of, of course, the articles are going to lap it up. Oh, she didn't go to the coronation. But I yeah, also... I mean, Harry would... was already a distraction when he peaced out immediately following the coronation. Like, I, I don't know if I buy the excuse that she didn't want to be a distraction. I think to Chloe's point, she's already there or not there. It's already talked mm. about. I think it's talked about less when she's not there. Mm. Because honestly, it's what we saw in the documentary, too, of they started throwing things at Megan when all the headlines between her and Kate were just Megan, 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 Megan. God, could you imagine like, uh. a, like a perfect match set up with like the royal family and just like a family counseling session between like the king and Megan and Harry and I William would love and it. Kate? I'd oh, love what it. What a show. Chloe will host. Yeah, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the host. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love to just sit inside the royal family's walls just for like a few seconds. I'm sure we have an imagination as as to what it would be like. But I bet you any money it's not even close to what we think it would be like. 
And that's why sometimes I have a hard time judging Megan because I don't fucking know what she went sure. through in that royal family. We're not here to judge any of them. We're just here for the entertainment. They are giving and we are receiving. Do you feel that way about yourself? Like, how do you deal with the stresses of putting yourself out there? I mean, I feel like obviously being on multiple Netflix shows puts me out there anyway. I try not to do that much on social media. Social media, I just have like fun with. I try not to draw certain attention to certain points in my life. Like I'm in a relationship right now, Mm -hmm. but I haven't shown him yet. Oh, okay. So it's almost like, so we always lie to everyone else and say, oh, we met three mutual friends because it sounds better. And so he slid into your DMs. But we actually met on Raya. There you go. Love that. We, We applaud the honesty. Yes. Yeah. I don't understand when when did mutual friends and grocery stores and libraries or coffee shops become the romantic version? Is it just because of the meet cute kind of concept in movies? Like, why do we care? I mean, if you're gonna lie, do it properly. (laughs) If you were gonna lie about meeting like a girlfriend, I don't know if you're single or not, but if you were okay, so you're in a relationship, yeah. And if someone said to you, how did you meet? And you were going to lie. If I was going to lie? I mean, I just, we just tell people she's slid into my DMs. Oh. But if you were going to make up like a meet cute story, like what would be your dream? Well, that's the thing. I don't, I don't, that's why, like, why is the produce department that much more charming than the DMs? <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, we were at a Whole Foods and we both grabbed for the same melon. And then like, you know, we found. Yeah. Or like Air One. <laughs> Have you heard of that? Is it Air One? I you said it like Hermes. I mean, listen, like we I think our story is kind of funny and embarrassing and, and if, if you le- if you believe in the whole like, you know, serendipitous types of things, I mean, this is a true the shorter version of the truth. I, I lived in Venice at the time, Venice, California, and I used to get chair massages at the Whole Foods just because I love a good massage. And I went so much that I built a rapport with my massage therapist, Diane. Shout out, Diane. And this was a few years back. And as a content creator, you know, yeah. they're always telling you, post more. Yeah. And I was like, I hadn't posted in forever. And I was like, hey, can you take a pic of me? I just like, I haven't posted in forever. And so my <laughs> massage therapist walked out with me to the parking lot of a Whole Foods, <laughs> snapped a picture. I posted it. And that's what showed up on Natalie's Explorer page. And that's why we are in a relationship today. Wow. So that could not be more kismet. Well, romantic. So Thank is, you, Explore Page. That is literally. Is Diane making a speech at the wedding? I haven't talked to her. You know, we Should lost we... touch after. Um, You've literally the lost touch. We've lo- literally. I miss her hands. <laughs> yeah. I just can't believe you used to get massages in Whole Foods. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> How does anyone do that? I've never it's seen It's always a fine, but one time I had a lady walk up to me and whisper in my ears something that, like she didn't, like about my time on reality TV, and it wasn't nice. Oh, oh my. And then Diane, because I never like talked to her about like who I was or anything like that. I was like, yeah, people are fucking weird. Oh my (laughs) God. It seemed like it was a rando. Yeah, (laughs) just like a random person. Uh, It was wild. What did did she say? Uh, It was just like, I didn't like you on the show or or something like that. Or uh, I can't believe you said that. I don't know what I'd do in that situation. I didn't really do it. Yeah. You just let people come and go. Yeah. I read somewhere that used to be in the pageant arena. I done one pageant. One. I fucking hated it. You did. But it taught me a lot. I went to South Korea for like two months on my own. Okay. At like seventeen years old. Seventeen. 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 <laughs> there we go. 
Yeah, so, some of the models. You guys just throw away letters. You're like, we don't need that. No teen. Silent, silent, silent. We're just very lazy. I'm trying to think I of mean, other I mean, I, I should be. I, I mumble all the time. Like, the British language is right up my alley. Yeah, because it's clearly just, working I, so well. Time, yeah. time, time, time. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. You're killing it. Yeah. Uh, but it's more of an Essex thing than like a. If you're doing like a standard, like so, so you posh. only you only did it once. The reason why I asked is I don't know how familiar you are with Vanderpump Rules. So I love Vanderpump, which is Lisa. Yeah, yeah, from Housewife. Uh, yeah, yeah. who is also British. Yeah. yeah, didn't realize she had her own fucking show. Whole whole thing. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's what twelve seasons in. Yeah, and it's wild We're right now. Season ten. But the one of the main characters, she just is whether you like it or not. Her name is. Raquel. Okay. She talked about how she's now 28, right? Mm-hmm. But she aged out of the pageant world. She's too old. And that was a big deal for her. But mm-hmm. I was just wondering if you had any kind of insight into what that experience was. But you only did it for one time. And yeah, I've done it once. It wasn't really your thing. Huh? I mean, I came like third. Nice. Oh, for better good than, amount of better people. Than Raquel. Yeah. I don't think she did. She ever take third? Top 15. Top, so. Yeah, she no. was top 15. Well, Ooh. it must suck. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. It, it, just like any industry, it has its ups and its downs. British chivalry. I'm curious about that. I was actually talking uh, with Natalie, my fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, and chivalry nowadays is kind of, it's, it's, I think, been up for debate, I think, in 2023. We, we, we talk more and more about gender roles and things like that and independence. And, but then the conversation of chivalry comes into play it's just like well can you still kind of be pro kind of independent person dater but still want uh chivalry in your relationship yeah and so i was curious is chivalry important to you and and what are some traditional moves of chivalry like opening the door walking on the outside of the sidewalk picking up you know the bill pumping gas what are some chivalry things that you will let slide and what are some ones that if they don't do, it's an absolute no go. No go. I have one that's in that list that if a guy doesn't do, I think any person who dates a man, I guess, but any any heterosexual relationship, I uh, I she you, you should leave if if your guy doesn't do this a hundred percent of the time, you should not date him. What but I'm it? just curious if you have. If I have one of those, it's in the list of ones I listed. Okay, so what's what would you list on that? You just want me to say it? Yeah. Pumping gas. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like... If you are I've dating never... a guy and you're driving and he, do- he doesn't pump your gas, if a guy sits in your car while you get out and pump the gas, break up. See, I didn't even realize that was a thing. I've done that multiple your, times. Do you your, give the Amanda card has to a them? look of... Do you give the card to them? Do you still pay for the gas? You don't have to pay. So they're they're gonna pay and pump. You should pay for your own gas, yeah. especially you know in an early dating situation. You but they're be like, supposed to go out and do it. Fuck yes. Okay. I just think that is no. You disagree? I just hadn't heard of that as like the. I just couldn't imagine ever sitting in a car while my girlfriend or just literally any woman I'm friends with. You're very passionate about this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> very passionate. I am. I've never heard it before today. Have you pumped it gas while some guy friend of yours sat in a car? Yeah. Many times. I think for me- it's so my, rude. Am I, I alone here? Are people listening? That would be lovely, but it doesn't happen. It should. Yeah. Say in the comments what you think. Yeah. I just, I'm disgusted by all the men who would not get out of the car and pump 
I their girlfriend's gas. I see it from the standpoint of gas stations. I feel like are one of the prime spots for getting like catcalled or like people kind of like saying shit yeah, to there's you. There's so much like. So I guess from that angle, I could maybe see why it would be like a nice courtesy. But and it's, it's the me- it's the part that I'm like sitting in the car. And it's a whole process. And if, you know, depending on where you are, the weather could be not as lovely outside. It could be cold. It could be rainy. It could be windy. There's just so many opportunities to step up. You know, like opening the door, like I'll acknowledge that every, like, you know, once in a while, like, hey, babe, I'll get the door for you. But there are plenty of times where like, you know, Natalie and I are getting in the car and we just get in the car, Mm -hmm. you know, and there might be times where I'm not running to the door to make sure I open it. Like I always try to remember, but there are plenty of times where I just like drop the ball, so to speak. Right. But like pumping the gas, I just, I just couldn't imagine sitting (laughs) in the car while I just be like, I'm on my phone checking Twitter while she's out there. Yeah, maybe getting cat called to stand, maybe getting gas in her hands, maybe just yeah. getting wind in her face or rain in not her hair. Not the wind in the face. Oh no. I'm not, saying she, I'm not saying she can't. About to catch on fire. I'm not, saying I, she, I'm not saying she can't do it. Clearly she can. I, I just like, it's such a easy thing to do to say, hey babe, I'm gonna, I got, I got this. Yeah. I mean, I would love that. My current partner does that. He does. But I can't drive over here. Uh. He drives. I haven't got an American license, so he has no other option than to put the gas in the car because it's his car and he's driving but even if you're riding shotgun because i hate driving natalie often drives us but i'm usually i'm always pumping the gas i strongly feel for anyone listening including you if next time you're in the car with a guy and you're driving your car or he's driving your car and you need to get gas you just sit there and look at him (laughs) and be like whenever you're ready yeah here's the credit card or just replay this part of the podcast to him or play this bit of the podcast in the car before going oh, to fill your, your car up with yeah. gas. Map it out. Be like, yeah. you have to be 14 minutes in. <laughs> I, I just think if a guy is not willing to do that, I, 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 I promise you there are going to be several other scenarios in which he is not willing to go out of his way to do something to make you feel special or prioritize you because it is such a simple thing that I think is very much appreciated. And then when it's not done, it's like, oh, I miss that. Yeah, And then if you end up breaking up and she gets with someone else and that guy doesn't do that, then it's like she automatically misses you. So you're setting the bar high. Mm. Not even. It's the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> I can't believe, I, I is, can't believe really this is a low. hot take. It's, I mean, we're experiencing men over here that like have us pay for dates. So it's like, what do you expect? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, what, okay, I'm alone here. But what are, are there things when it comes to chivalry? Do you have any ones you really appreciate versus ones you don't give a shit about? I've started to notice that for me, when I'm walking through a crowd with my fella, mm-hmm. he has to walk in front of me. In front? Yeah. I want him to lead. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like an that. alpha thing. Yeah. So he can touch people's backs, of course. <laughs> <as> <laughs> the only way you can get through a crowd. <laughs> slightly slap people's bums. <laughs> but for me, that is like a, makes me feel more protected when I'm like behind him He's moving through the crowd, mm-hmm. enforcing his way through, holding my hand. Interesting. You know? So I, I, I think that's really interesting. I honestly, it's, it's a good note. I'm going to ask Natalie what she thinks. But recently we went to Stagecoach as the crowd. Uh, I find, I think Natalie's pretty beautiful. And I, I, I think men, I'm sure, find her attractive. I have found that sometimes I like walking right behind her. You know, with my either holding her hand or like sometimes I'll just grab like a belt loop or something. It's just kind of yeah. you know, a cute little thing because I have found, well, as we know, men can be gross. Yeah. Little, little, little eye with their little 
And so I, it's a IE. IE. What's the word? Eyeballing her. Eyeball. Well, I, 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 I like calling out guys, especially when they're with their girlfriends, because if a guy is, you know, if you're like with his girlfriend, whether he's in front of or behind her, she can't really see his eyes. And it's very easy. I'll see a guy like in front of me, right? And I can just tell this is the type of guy who's going to like, he's going to take a look. I just, you can just tell whether he's with a girlfriend or not. And so when he's with his girlfriend and if I catch him, I, I, it's fun to embarrass him. What do you do? Like, what do you say? I'll be like, no. Or like, watch your guy. (gasps) Or something like that. Yeah. Like, I've had a couple guys like pat me and they'll, no matter what they, no matter how big or how old or who they are, when you, catch a guy like that uh-huh. and you call him out he melts what would you do and if you melting, were in that situation he like turns real small like if my boyfriend was ogling someone else yeah and someone came up to him and was like stop looking at my girl and just walked off what how would you confront that situation i don't know how i would confront that situation i don't know what i would do no because you see these guys and you just watch their eyes and it usually goes right down to the chest and they do it so kind of quick quickly so just so you know, ladies, when your guy's walking in front of you... Just be careful. Chances are he might be looking at someone's... Boobies. Yeah, but also if they're in front, like Chloe was saying, then you're kind of like shielded in a way. Yeah. What do you mean shielded? If I'm walking behind you can't, someone... You can't see his eyes. No, oh. I, I know. I'm just saying no one can ogle you. Yeah. But Nick is talking about maybe this guy ogling others. Other, other women, oh. yeah. But then you well, have to have trust ogling, in your partner. I'll just, well, they're already og- ogling Natalie. I'm so confused. I can't see them ogling Nally yeah, if I'm in front of her. But your body is blocking her. I'm not like covering her. If we're holding hands, it's not like she's invisible. I'm sick. <laughs> Who's ogling who? <laughs> so, no, everyone stand up. No, we're not doing a demonstration. <laughs> no, but if I'm holding if I'm holding Chloe's hand, right, and you you Allie's and Amanda are walking towards us. And Who's in front, me or you? If I'm in front of you. You're in front, I'm behind. I'm holding your hand. And like, there's a little bit of space. Yeah. And a guy, this is this all happens real fast, but it's not like guys are oogling or ogling or whatever you want to call it from a distance. But as a guy walks past, and men tend to be taller than women. Mally is very tall, but just kind of easy to kind of look down. And when you see a guy do that, it's just fun to call him out. because they're, And they're literally walking, holding hands with their girlfriends. And it's... Maybe Fun. I'm just not going to let him go in front of me anymore. Mm. I will I'm say just going to take the lead. I'm just saying, I see a lot of guys in front of the ladies like checking out other women yeah. while they're holding hands with their girlfriends. With it. Okay. I got an ick once from a guy who we were walking home from a first date. Amanda will be me. Just have your arms slightly like this. And literally on the walk home, he put his arms like like he was holding on to me. Oh, but like, like a, a choke. Like literally, <laughs> like literally, like he was the like quote unquote girl of the situation. Like I literally was like, oh my god, why am I leading you down the street? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two hands on one of your I'm arms. Like, yeah. Nope, it's a lot. And That's just a like lot. you, sh- yeah. I'm with Chloe. Like you should be leading me, not the other way around. Really? Protect me. No, I like the lead <laughs> yeah. part. It's just yeah, I- but you're also not like clutching onto her arm like you're no, an no, old yeah, man. I, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, Yeah, I like the lead part, but it's it's hard to keep a watchful eye. Yeah. <laughs> Stay vigilant. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also just kind of fun catching these guys. I don't know. Yeah. Do guys explore page on IG matter? Oh. I don't think so. All right. I was but curious. I think, because I think the algorithm is. Would you yeah, Chloe, if whip you went out on... your explore page right now? Uh, would sure, I, well? But I won't. Like if you went on 
your boy's Instagram yeah. to look up something. And then you saw his explore page was like all girls in bikinis. Oh, Would we've that already you? had this conversation. Yeah. It okay. does bother me. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he's an athlete and most of his content is like his profession or cars. Because we were watching TikTok and his algorithm is cars. See, the TikTok I algorithm, amazed. I think, is more... Damning? Or y- fine-tuned? Fine-tuned. I, I think it's more yeah. damning because I think it's a mm-hmm. direct result of of what you're watching. Exactly. And I think the Instagram algorithm, I honestly, it's just like, how does some of this shit show up on <laughs> my page? Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. You know, so I think TikTok is a little bit more, if, if you're scrolling through your man's For You page... And some hotties come up. Then it's like. Then I think that's more problematic than the Instagram Explorer page because yeah. I don't feel like that one makes much sense at all. I but used I, to do that on early dates. Just be like, whip out your for you page right now. Oh, no. Just to see what, yeah. Really? Yeah, like on like a third date or something. Third, okay. Yeah. It's better than first, it's a little heavy. No, yeah. And this is like not, I'm not trying, I'm not like desperate What if a guy you're on a date with has just like, you know, a bunch of attractive women yeah I mean, what would you actually a single do? guy what was is there anything wrong with that i think it would just give us an indication of like the type of girls he likes but then that also feeds into my insecurities mm. because yeah, I don't... my boyfriend's ex-partners are all blonde mm. they're all from california none of them have tattoos and I'm quite rough around the edges. Tattoos. Tattoos. Nick, we've been over this. Drop the middle T. It's fun. Suck it in. Tattoos. See, I try not to go down those little rabbit holes. But then I do and I love it. I'm like, oh, show me your for you page. How long have you been dating this gentleman? About five months now. You love him? I would say I love him, yeah. Okay. Is he a bit of a celeb? No. Just a normie? He's very like low profile. He's... He's really good at what he does. What's he do? Yeah, what sport? He's a hockey player. Oh. Okay. I didn't even know hockey existed. Like what league? I met him. So he was in the NHL. Oh. And then got dropped back um, for some reason. Still pretty good. I can't remember the story, but yeah. He's he's on his way up again. He was injured. Oh, sure. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so double hip surgery. Raya. Oh. Yeah, no, he's not Ah. one of these. You know when, because in the UK we have this saying where it's like my type on paper is a guy that's an athlete but was injured we make fun of that in the uk but like in this case it's like <laughs> and why is the people in the uk like ath- injured athletes because that's the fuck boy genre they're like oh i could have been a pro athlete but mm. like i, I oh, injured okay. my but he, act- he actually was but he yeah. actually was yeah he actually so was. it's yeah. like okay it's very determined have you ever had a fuck boy era as a as a girl like well, we on this show use fuckboy more as a verb. Is it a verb? What do we yeah, it's call a gender it? neutral term. Yeah, it's yeah. just more of a... It's like if a, you're saying a fuckboy era, that's an adjective. Yeah, An adjective? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's more of a behavior. Like it's a, a hoe phase. Yeah. yeah. I call it a hoe phase. Mm-hmm. Not I for think anyone else. We just call it all fuckboys. Yeah, I think because yeah. maybe it's like in addition to like having fun, having a bunch of different partners, there's also kind of the implication with fuckboy that like... Maybe you're leading people on a bit or not actively yeah. leading them on, but not giving them all the info that they might need to make a different choice on your interests. I have. Yeah, I have. My my era through that phase, I would say would, a couple years ago. I would physically tell people like, I love you, mm. which is bad and toxic of me. <laughs> Early on? <laughs> yeah. In the dating? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Did you know consciously you didn't love them 
Oh, no, it or wasn't. Or you were just more, I love this feeling. I'm going to call it love because it feels and sounds good. That one. Only to realize that maybe I didn't feel that It way. wasn't, and now so just a little trapped. bit of emotional immaturity. But, yeah. And you were only nine, 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 So like. Yeah. yeah. I'm much mature now. Much more mature now. Are teenagers going around like calling each other love bombers? Yeah. I bet they are. Can't they just be it's like, like middle school boys are getting in fight? You're a gaslighter. I bet they are. Honestly, I bet they are. They're just like, fuck, man. I just like, I got it wrong. I was not in. Oh, you've been a narcissist since the ninth grade. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know what uh, gaslighting was until like six months ago. Now it's being used fucking everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everywhere. I've given up. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be a fight that Nick was fighting. But and now you're fighting the gas fight. You used to be a gaslight and now you're yeah. pro pumping gas. Now it's just a word to. <laughs> What is an extreme love bombing situation, though? Because, I mean, I've been bought flight, plane tickets, Louis Vuitton handbags at, like, 5K plus. Looking back in hindsight, is, for me, love bombing because of the type of person he turned out to be because he invoiced me <gasps> for all of the gifts that he got me. <gasps> what? Yeah, it was really bad. How did he invoice you? So he emailed me, but when I blocked his email, he then messaged my mum and was harassing my family. I actually got him arrested. Oh my god! Yeah, he was arrested. Harassment. Oh wow! Like extreme harassment. Oh, I'm so sorry to do. It's fine. That. It all it comes down to my image, my emotional immaturity at the time. But I feel like I've. Well, I don't know him. that. I don't think that's your fault that you got harassed. No, but that was the extremeness of the love bombing. And he was he loved you how expensive gifts, Expensive plane tickets. Yeah, yeah. From very well, early that- on. But love bombing, just to be clear, is doing those things with an ask behind it. Like you're doing it specifically to an elicit something. It's yes, rather than you know people mistaken love bombing when you're using the word, which is just saying you know getting excited and saying I love you a little too quickly while mature and reckless and you know in times can be harmful because Mm -hmm. people can take it seriously. Isn't necessarily. But it sounds like maybe he was more of the manipulative type. Very, mm. yeah. He wanted something back from you. It would be, why won't you do that if I've got you this? Mm. Yeah. Or that that there you yeah. So it's like using I it lo- against yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. When there's a some when there's an ask, the you behind, wouldn't be nothing if it yeah. wasn't for me. Kind of attitude. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That's the that definition. Yeah. We chalk that up as love bombing. Yeah. 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 Uh, like, speaking of relationships, should we get to our uh, sweat in the wedding? Sweat in the wedding. It's a yeah. doozy. How's it going? It's all right. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> I don't believe you. Zoe. <laughs> Zoe, how, uh, how old are you, Zoe? 27. How can we help? I'm thinking about calling off my wedding and leaving my fiance. Okay, well, uh, how long have you been engaged for? We've been engaged in, in 2021, so almost two years. And how long were you dating before you got engaged? A year and a half. Okay, just sum up in one sentence why you think you are, why are you considering leaving your fiance? calling off the wedding just to sum it up i guess there's a lot of trust issues there there's things that have happened in the past that i'm not entirely sure i'm able to get over okay moving forward uh did he cheat on you yes okay how did you find out um he went on a guy's trip and the girl looked him up on social media and messaged me how far into the relationship was this yeah was this like in the early stages this was no we were engaged already so (gasps) It was actually a year ago. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm sorry that happened. Mm-hmm. That sucks. 
That's okay. Yeah, uh, how knows. did you address it with him? Because uh, obviously you stayed together. You're still engaged. When's the wedding, by the way? Yes. Um, it's to be, it was next month, but it's like postponed right now. When did you postpone it? After I found out that. Okay. And yes. so after you found out that he cheated, you postponed and you have yet to set mm -hmm. a, a new date, so to speak? Correct. Oh, Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who knows about the infidelity? Everybody. Everyone. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes. Uh, and is that your doing or more his doing? My doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's been a year removed. How do you feel about that? You know, I, I imagine when you first found out you're yeah. going through a million different things, you know, mm -hmm. your head was spinning, probably wanted some justice. And yeah. listen, you were the, you know, you were the victim in that scenario. And you probably told a lot of people after the dust settled and you decided to stay with him. Did you ever regret telling as many people as you did? For sure. Yeah. Especially my family. Yeah, it yeah. definitely took a toll on our relationship. Because uh, did you find that it was easier for you to forgive him than it was for them? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. What did you, so you decided to stay with him for now. Mm -hmm. Like, how did things play out after you found out? Did he cop to it right away? What, what was the reason you stayed in the relationship? So I had like suspicion that something had happened and asked several times and there was obviously all denial until I found out. And once I found out, I don't like to use the word gaslighting, but I just feel like I was a little gaslit and I know you don't love when people That's okay. use that. We were just joking about it. <laughs> give it yeah, that's fine. But what what Yeah. Give us um, an example of why you feel that way. Yes. So once I found out, he kind of like twisted it like well, you're never going to be able to get over this. So I think you should just leave me, which oh, in turn like made answer. me feel like, yeah, because it then made me feel like, well, why aren't you giving me the chance to see if I can get over it? Or like, why aren't you, you know, so fighting it, it, to help me get over his it? His energy wasn't, I fucked up. I'm so sorry. What can I no. do to fix this? What can we do? To, that wasn't that. So he didn't admit the cheating scandal straight away it was like you confronted him he denied it to a point until you had like factual evidence yep. that like you cannot deny this anymore exactly and there's no wrong answer because it's a very mm -hmm. vulnerable situation you're in and, but i'm curious what made you stay in that relationship i feel like once he like wasn't fighting for me it almost like made me feel like i needed a sense of like validation that mm -hmm. he like wanted me yeah mm -hmm is like messed up as that sounds but i felt like it made me oddly like want him more because wow. i wanted to feel like wanted and like validated from him so i honestly didn't really even like consider leaving at that point that's not crazy it's, it's not yeah it's, it's valid no did you any yeah. any therapy on either did you or him is there couples therapy did you guys do anything We've talked about couples therapy, but never have. But I then after that got therapy. You did. Yeah. Well, good for you. Did you suggest it to him? Yeah, it's just honestly, it's like both of our faults. Like we just never went forward with it. Does he know you're considering leaving him? Um. Yeah. After recent events, which I guess we'll get to, I think he. Oh, well, yeah. Is yeah. there an update? What are some recent events? What do we Yeah. Got? Oh, yeah. Um. I think this is like more so what I'm focused on. Um. We did take a break okay. in December um, for about a month. Else. Three. Three. Yeah. Including an ex, right? What? Yeah. And how did you find that out? I then, I had suspicion 
again and asked like several times and like said like it's okay I know we were broken up like I just like kind of want to clear the air so I don't hear it from other people and I'm blindsided and you know like absolute all denial so I you know went so, through his phone so he didn't even tell you so no, who, who, he denied who instigated the breakup or the break he did okay what was the purpose mm -hmm. what was his reasoning for the break it's so embarrassing but I went out and he didn't like what I wore huh he didn't like what I wore going out. He thinks it was a little provocative. How, oh, we, he well, sucks. He's just a little a, provocative a for sticking his dick in someone. Do but. you have you <laughs> have you ever cheated on him? Has there been any suspicions about you and another guy for him to even consider feeling insecure about you going out in a, a sexy outfit? No, I mean early like literally like the first month of us dating, I wasn't sure about him. So I was like still seeing other people, but he knew about that. That's so normal. Um, yeah. So I, there was never like me making him feel insecure at all. He's just projecting his own shit onto you. Did you find out about the three women after you, the break ended? Yeah. I just did not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago. And how long have you been mm -hmm. back together? And how, why, why did you get back together? How did the break end? So the break ended after that, you know, him being upset with what I wore. And then, um, what did you wear? We by talked the way? A, <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> um, like a corset top and a leather jacket and skirt and booties. That's what? why every day wear. Yeah. <laughs> God. <Duh>. Yeah. <laughs> I would wear that out um, with my parents. Exactly. Yeah. I thought it was cute, but. I guess not. No, it definitely was cute. That's probably why he didn't want you to wear it because he's worried that you're going to get snatched because you're a catch. You definitely need to break up with him. Yeah. Yeah. You said in your yeah. email, Zoe, I can't find the courage to stand up for myself and I find myself blaming it on me and thinking I'm the problem. So it seems like maybe your mind is made up in terms of like what you should do. It's a matter yeah. of like Actually how to yeah. follow through with that. Like, You've done nothing wrong. What do you feel like when you find yourself feeling like, like standing up for yourself kind of in your brain? You're like, this is fucked up. I deserve better. I know I give better to him. Like, what are the things that kind of prevent you from acting on that and like sort of severing yeah how can yeah. we make you feel more confident about your decision to break up with him i know i just think like exactly like you said i think i like have my mind made up and then i i think more into it and i'm like okay well what if i i am the problem and then like months from now i regret like leaving him and realizing like i'm the one with the issues what could possibly be your issues i i don't know Let's see. i really don't there isn't any uh, and, yeah, and I have just... you thought of you know? I mean, that's what I'm saying. This is like you put, you can think long and hard. You can't come up with anything. I don't. Pot. And I, listen, I'm, and I'm sure you know we all can be irritating in relationships, but like, you don't cheat. You're not unfaithful. I guess I then like worry: Am I overreacting because we were broken up? Well, first of all, he cheated on you. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. And then yeah. he asked for a break. And he used an excuse about your outfit to make you feel bad about it because what he really wanted to do was have, he really, and I, I'm just going to say it, and I, well, I hope it's not hard to hear, but like he, all he really wanted is an excuse to sleep with other women. That, that's why he took mm -hmm. a break. It wasn't because yeah. of your outfit. He just decided to make yeah. you feel bad about it. And yeah, that is a bit gaslighty. And that is now a pattern of him not taking accountability for his actions, right? And and making you feel bad. But all he really wanted to do was take a break so that he could have sex with other women and this time not be labeled a cheater. Yeah. 
That's all he wanted. Right. Yeah. And, and then when he was done with that and when he got a little bored or wanted more security, was ready to get back and like work on this relationship. That's when he got back together with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's how I see it, too. I just and guess cheating myself. is less about sex and more about the lying. And he's still lying to you. Yeah, a lot. An awful yeah, lot. I, I think it's like, because I asked so many times if he had, and I feel like I would have had an easier time getting over it and accepting it. But it's just the fact of like, I asked for months and he would call me crazy. When was the last time you were single? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, a while. A while. Yeah. I mean, like four, four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. That's just your biggest hurdle. That's your fear. Mm-hmm. I think you're yeah, just... probably. You know, listen, and it sucks, right? I get it. Like, you got engaged. I'm sure when you got engaged at the time, very exciting. You were planning a lot of things. You were literally planning a wedding. You set a date. Maybe you picked out a dress. I don't know. And when shit like that goes south, it hurts extra hard because it, you you feel foolish. And then you just have to, like, in your brain, you're just like, this. my world is not going the way I planned, you know? And mm-hmm. it almost feels like you know, like a hard drive's crashing. It's just, I, I get it. But you're only 27 years old. You know, you're super yeah. young. You look great. You clearly have Thank a you. good job. You know, you're calling from, from work right now. You're crushing life. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're just carrying dead weight here. And you're very aware. You're very aware because everything that you're yeah. saying right now is like so valid. It's just upsetting that you don't have confidence in what you're saying to make the decision. But I think we know that you've made the decision already. Don't don't you feel like your heart? Don't you just feel heavy right now emotionally? Oh yeah, yeah. And I have to say, I mean, like the month we were broken up, it was hard, but I definitely felt less on edge. There you go. So that yeah. use that right, use that kind of as motivation. Yeah. Like if you decide to leave the relationship, I don't know. I can't. I don't know exactly how you're going to feel right afterwards. Could be mm-hmm. a million different things. You, you're just going to have to be patient with the discomfort, you know, of breaking up with someone because there's a lot more unknowns than knowns and unknowns can be, you know, pretty scary. We find even toxic comfort, so to speak, comfortable than the unknown. It's like we would rather know that we're going to be uncomfortable rather than not know we might not be, you know? Right. And so I think just getting your mind comfortable with the idea of not knowing what the future holds for you and embracing that and Mm -hmm. seeing the unknown as more of opportunity rather than you know failure or things like that i think you're just kind of in your head and you're judging yourself right now what this breakup means to you and you have allowed yourself to judge yourself for his choices to cheat on you you've seen it as uh you've almost labeled yourself less worthy because he's cheated, you know, and you even admitted like, it's like you weirdly in a fucked up way almost wanted him more. And like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you got your ego got yeah. involved in things like this. I almost find myself like not, not rewarding him, but like, I find myself actually treating him better afterwards because like, I want him to like realize what he has. Mm-hmm. It's messed up, but like, yeah. I mean, not to sound corny, but like, how are you loving yourself? You know, what are you doing to treat yourself? Yeah, I don't think I think too much about myself. You should, yeah. Yeah. There is no way the version of you that really loves yourself would be okay with any of this. No. This is not a hot take, but like if you were your own mother, like what would you say about this man and Mm -hmm. the way he's treated you? Like talk to you. Like like now, like what would you say? Like say to me what you would say 
to you if you were your mom? I'd say like get out and have a little respect for yourself. And then if for sure. you said back, but I don't know, I just find myself having trouble. Like I feel kind of numb. I keep doubting myself. What would you say to that? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's my problem. Yeah. Like let's just skip the self-love for a second. Like what about just like practicality? You know, you're only 27 years old. The rest of your life, if you marry this guy, let's say there's a world without, without divorce and you would be stuck with this guy if you got married to him. Imagine that life, having kids with him, you mm. know, buying a house with him, dealing with adversity. For the rest of your life, you're going to have to deal with a person who, when they feel cornered, all they know is to make you feel worse about yourself. Yeah. 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 I feel like I've been thinking about that a lot more lately. And it definitely is like an uneasy feeling. What scares you the most about doing it? I guess just like possibility of regret and probably being alone because I can't tell you the last time I was really like alone. I think that's your biggest hurdle. Yeah. What's your therapist say? Yeah. She thinks I am scared of regret because I've had like regret in the past like, from leaving a relationship. Oh, really? What was that regret? Why do you regret it? He was just like a really good person, but I was like so young. So wh why? I Totally regret breaking up with him, though, because he was such a good person. How long ago was that? That was a long time ago. How long? Like four, four or five years ago. Okay. And what's he doing right now? I have no idea. Oh, maybe look him up. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, you got to, you got to, I think you, it sounds like you're someone, and I've been there too. Like, you're really good at getting your head and creating these false narratives. And like, For sure. and, you, and you stick to these narratives. It's like, it's one thing to, have regret you know and we actually talked about this in the office the other day I, I find it really obnoxious when people like on vanderpump i don't know if you're watching it but raquel's like i got no regret because yeah. i just make my decisions it's like you can be an adult and you mm -hmm. can you can have regret and still learn from an experience you know yeah. a lot of people are like i have no regrets because like everything that bad happens happens for a reason and i learned from my answer and it's like <laughs> oh, it's like no I, I can i can regret it but you you're just like you just like, oh, I regret this. And then you like wear it like a fucking cross, like, and then you just like yeah. torture yourself. And you're just like, oh, like I'm, I've, I'm someone who has done that. I, I, I was really good at really make, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a Catholic, you know, you're really good at like making yourself suffer, you know, and, and shaming yourself and like yeah. whatever. And like, I don't know if you come from a religious background, but if you do like, do. yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's probably a little bit of that in there, but like you can regret breaking up with him but you don't need to like wear it like a disease you know like you can just say hey maybe next time i'm in a relationship where uh, i like x y and z about a guy and he makes me feel loved and secure and and confident in myself i'm going to value those characteristics a little bit more than i'm going to value like how you know how he looks or feeling validated by him or just kind of this like tickling feeling of chemistry or that spark we're all searching for which we often find out is just like a fuck boy not giving us validation so in the right. future you can value those things rather than just constantly beating yourself up emotionally so that you psych yourself up so that the next time you're in a, in a toxic relationship like you are now you are crippled by the fear of the regret that you had for a past relationship you're comparing apples to oranges yeah and i will say i've yeah. known multiple people who either had red flags and debated ending engagements and then went through with it only to have awful relationships i've also known people who have ended it before they got married and they're so thankful they did like i know someone who's got married to this guy and he was very similar he cheated he gaslit her they had kids together and now he's talking to their daughter the way he used to talk to her like you don't want to yeah. get 
10 years down the line and be seeing all that happen. And I think there's also that hope isn't there of like, oh, if I was to stay with him just a little bit longer or if I kind of understand my own moral values to how I want and and I'm going to have this guy treat me it's almost like oh it's going to get better with time and maybe I Mm -hmm. will get more like confident in myself like and maybe if I stand up to him a little bit more then he will change and I've been in that situation many times and it's like so fucking tiring like it's so tiring like you deserve to have everything and more when it comes to a partner and a relationship like this isn't just oh it's a relationship or oh it's a marriage like it's a lifetime partner a lifetime partner someone that you're gonna live with have kids with probably die with like this is someone that that is going to be in your life forever and I think Mm -hmm. a couple years in and all of these complications are happening already like if you're calling just to get validation from us that you are making the right uh, making the right decision to leave this guy you have that in me like you are well within your rights to feel the way you do you're gorgeous and more than that, you're empathetic and you're thoughtful and you're doing all this due diligence to make sure you're not jumping the gun, to make sure you're learning from past mistakes and you're doing all of this yeah. self-work. But it sounds like you're exhausted and probably really numb from like mm. all the yeah. pain. The only way you could possibly still be in this relationship with all of the shit that he throws at you is if you just learn how to numb out. And that makes it really, really hard to then take action or to do things differently when you've had to just like enter this survival state. But like, I think this could be such a powerful turning point in your life. Mm -hmm. Like, I think this is the day where you're like, I'm going to save my fucking self. Like, this is within my control and I'm going to do it. And then one day you're going to meet someone else and then be able to tell your kids that you swapped out this guy. And now you have someone who's like cooking for you when you get home from a long day. Pumping your gas. Like doing all of these little things that he's probably dropping the ball on because he can't even figure out how to be a partner. Oh, can I ask you a question? We were, you're going to, does he ever pump your gas? He does. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying everyone who pumps that. gas is like a, a hero, but, <laughs> but everyone who he doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't cook me dinner when I get home from work, yeah. though. So. Yeah. When you break up with them, you have to stay off social media. And don't, you know, yeah. as someone who has this history of, of, of fearing or regret, what I would be worried for you to do is to think short term, you know, mm-hmm. because let's say you break up with him. He's going to throw a fit. He's going to make you feel bad. And then he's going to meet immediately start sleeping with other people. Oh, right? yeah. I kind of came to the conclusion, you know, when and if I do, I just plan on moving like out of state. Love that. Because I, yeah, because I just know myself and I'll just like keep going back out of like convenience and it like being right there. I just like don't think I'm strong enough to be there. Well, I'm so sorry you feel that way, but I, I hope that you you get to the point where you, you are mm. because I think you're stronger than you realize. I think you're just, I think you're, I think your ego is is stronger than you realize as well. Yeah. And I think this need to feel special, you know, or validated by him is is consuming you and you got to know your worth and protect your heart rather than your ego and things like that. But I guess what I was going to say too is just like, you know, if he portrays himself to be happy and moved on or let's say he get, it wouldn't shock me at all for him to be in a relationship in less than 6 months with someone else. Almost yeah, guaranteed. You have no idea how they're feeling or if they're happy. You have no idea. And even if she's out there posting every day about how her man is so fucking great, like she just hasn't learned yet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You once thought this guy was amazing. Yeah. 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 You once thought he was everything 
that you ever mm-hmm. wanted, right? And sometimes yeah. it just takes time for people to show their true colors. So while you're worried about regret, you just have to realize, you just have to have the confidence that you've given this guy way, way, way more time and energy and chances than he deserves. And you have learned everything there is to learn and then some. He has proven over and over and over who he really is. So like there's zero chance he's going to magically wake up and be the person you've hoped he would be for so long. Right. There's zero chance you're going to regret it. There's I there's not I can't there's not zero chance you might convince yourself you would regret it. But there's zero chance you will actually regret it. Yeah. Do you want me to break up with him for you? Yeah, we'll do it. We will. (laughs) Like we're down. How? Oh, oh my God. God, just give us his that, number and we'll call him. <laughs> email address. He doesn't deserve anything. We're fine with an email. Do you live with him? Oh, I do. Yeah. Okay. I guess I just need also the validation, like, especially from like a male perspective, like the facts like you've been given, like it obviously like looks like he doesn't like respect me mm-hmm. and like love me. as. Yeah, but here's being, what correct? you need to get out of your your language. It's not you. He just doesn't respect anyone. He's just self-centered, okay. you know, what well, yeah. he, he cares about himself. He is only concerned about his individual happiness and you yeah. have to get it out of your head that has anything to do with your self-worth. Yeah. You have to get it out of your head that some other chick is going to pop into his life and he's going to magically become this like selfless, loving, considerate, empathetic person who's willing to prioritize someone over himself. It, it has nothing to do with you. And just because he is faithful for a period of time or charming for a period of time and consider it for a period of time doesn't mean he's changed. Mm-mm. It just means that right now that's making him feel good about himself. But the moment mm-hmm. he gets bored or complacent or things get tough, then the person you have gotten to know will pop back up. Yeah, I think I just need to keep reminding myself of that. This is not a guy who gives a shit about anyone but himself. Well, it's deep rooted. It yeah. goes way before you. I bet you any money he treated his ex girlfriends or ex fiancés like this too. Like. You are not yeah. the be or end or of his shit behavior. Like this was definitely happening way before he met you. How old is he? Do we know? Yeah, how old yeah. is he? He's twenty five. Oh wow. What? And I did actually speak to his ex, and it was a similar relationship. Yeah, and you know, even the fact that he's younger than you, I don't I think whatever. I mean, he's still an adult. He's an adult man. So yeah. any thought of like maybe he'll th- grow up? I think I use yeah, I use the like he's too young card like too much. So yeah. I give him too much credit, I think. Uh, uh, absolutely. Again, selfish people don't, they just think everyone else is selfish. Mm-hmm. He, he believes what he says when he's just like, yeah, I wasn't happy, you know? Because again, in his world, mm-hmm. he is incapable of, of considering anyone else's feelings before he considers himself. So until, like, he, if his emotional needs aren't being met, then he, he, he's incapable of like, considering yours. And so right. in his mind, he doesn't really think he's doing anything wrong. You know, he might, you know, it's the very Thomas Sandoval. It's just like, well, I know I fucked up, but like, oh God. you know, he sounds a lot like Thomas Sandoval. So how do we, how do we get off this call with the confidence that you're going to end this relationship? I mean, I truly think I will. It's just like, I just don't know how or when. Yeah. There's no I, right time. I really, I really do feel like I will. So are, are, where do you, where you live now? Do you have family and friends? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have people you could stay with? Yeah. Like for a long period of time? I think you need to yeah. get your stuff out. I would go to the house like with someone. Just like ASAP. Grab your stuff. 
have it somewhere else so you don't need to go back for anything or you can send someone for the rest of the stuff. He does not deserve some sort of sit down. An excuse. That's what yeah. I was just about to say. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to feel guilty for, like, yeah. not giving you him. You don't need, like, no. He, no you've, okay. you've given him the chances. He doesn't need a yeah. conversation. Okay. I would recommend you not doing it because yeah. of, of where you're at emotionally and you acknowledging yeah. that you're just not sure if you have the strength. So we have to harness all the energy that you do have just to simply get you mm -hmm. out. Yeah. And you would be justified to block him and just completely disappear. And he can call you a ghost or whatever. You know, you can, it doesn't really matter what he says about you to your friends. You're moving anyways, which is going to be exciting. I, is there like a sister or a best friend or a, like whoever in your life who you know would hold you accountable without making you feel judged? Because I feel like you must feel so exhausted and yeah. isolated and like sh ashamed because you know you should do something, but you haven't done it yet. And do you have someone who could really help you follow through without making you feel guilty if you run into roadblocks along the way? Yeah. I mean, I seriously do have like the best support system can you, ever. Can you text them like right after this call and say like, I need to yeah. leave. I've decided and we're I need figuring to it out. Like, you need to help, help me, me accountable. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, get a yeah. group text, all your girls, whoever. Sisters, and just be like, mom. I'm, yeah. I'm finally going to do it. I'm leaving them. Yeah. This is going to be really hard. I need you all, as Chloe said, to hold me accountable and, and, gas me up and support me and yep. make sure that I don't give in to, you know, self-pity or l my loneliness or being bored or self-doubt or things like that. And then once you have that, who you're going to stay with, when he's gone, you pack up your shit. Uh, you don't have to necessarily get it all. Yeah. And then you block them. And then, and then if you have a guy friend or a brother and then you send his mm -hmm. ass over there to pick up anything that you've left behind, also, like whatever sweatshirts or T-shirts or pots or pans, like they're all replaceable. Take, yeah, you know, know, think of like if there's a, if there is a fire, you grab the important things, the things you can't right. live without, you know, and try right. to get it all if you can. But I'm just saying if you happen to leave a T-shirt or a shirt behind or whatever, those are all just things dead. that you can replace. They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> dead like items. Leave them. <laughs> and then the grand scheme of things, if you have to, re you know, spend 500 or or $1,000 replacing stuff. Like that's a small price to pay for the rest of your life exactly. and, and being happy and getting out. It's an investment into yourself. Yeah. You should be really excited. You should be really excited after this because it's like, just imagine the life that you can have without this man. Like he is in the way of you and your Prince Charming right now. Like there is yeah. someone out there that is literally waiting to meet you as you are him. It's just this little prick is in the way. After you break up with him and then after this episode drops, which will be in a couple of days, you send him the episode. Nick. <laughs> no. He's like, he's like block him, but no. also promote the episode. Let yeah. us break up with him. And also <laughs> send him the episode and be like, hey, uh, these people would be happy to talk to you if you want to explain yourself. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. I'd, lo That's I'd, never I'd love to chat with this fellow. Okay, so jump off this call, send that group text, like okay. we said, and we will be following yeah. up. Or, or. Everyone will be jumping for or, joy. So. Or we could do it now. Nick. Oh, no, no, no. Like, no. to my friends? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. just to Let's get the ball rolling. Let's yeah. just get the ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah. That would make that. me feel better, leaving you on this call. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. All right. Let's start the breakup proceedings. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and also, can I okay. just say, I'm so proud that you, like, wrote in. Like, yeah. you knew what Nick was going to say. You knew he was yeah. going to give you the hard, honest truth. And the fact that you, like, yeah. wrote in and put yourself, like, you want to be held accountable. You are doing everything in your power. You're just really fucking exhausted. And so, like... This is good momentum you. that you started yeah. on your own. 
every all my friends said we can't get through to you so hopefully nick vial can so. and, and by <laughs> <God>. <laughs> God, <laughs> yeah. hey guys just talk to nick we're breaking up yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm ready what do we say i think you literally just say hey guys so i've made the difficult decision that i'm ready to end things with todd yeah it's going to be extremely difficult and i'm gonna need your guys's help figuring it out the way yeah navigating this so this is the would love to be step. able to lean on you for not only the breakup but what comes after yeah yeah and be like i'm sending this maybe somewhere like accountability being like i'm sending this text because i know in the past it's been really hard for me to follow through and i know i need to follow through and i would really appreciate if you could help hold me accountable okay send also um, whose house will i be staying at also does anyone have a couch for me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. everyone would be happy who can help also who take. can help me take all my like move out while he's at work or gone yeah, yeah. like one of the few situations I, I, so you can ask your friends to help you move. i have a, i have a little team in mind okay because yeah. i feel like after sending this text message you're like notifying your friends and then after this it's like right plan of action get all my stuff out the house you don't need to give him any excuses to why you're leaving. I just leave. Oh yeah, you don't. You definitely don't need to. And Until you, you're stronger. Yeah. If you see him in the meantime, or if he knows your passcode on your phone, I would change that. Like, yeah. don't, don't email. Yeah, don't let him yeah. like stumble upon any of this and give you a reaction before you're ready. All right. Did you send it? I know. I know. I have chills. And once you've okay. sent it, can you <gasps> send? <gasps> All right. <laughs> I'll just give it like a minute. Okay. Can we read through what you've sent just so we have it ref like fresh in our minds? Yes. I said, hey guys, so I've made the difficult decision to end things with, it's going to be extremely difficult, but I'm going to need your help navigating this and you guys to lean on. I'm sending this text because I know it's been hard for me in the past. So I need you guys to keep me accountable. Amazing. And you need to believe that. Believe yeah, yeah. it, feel it. And like mm -hmm. build trust with yourself. Like is something that if that resonates with you, like that's something that I feel like I realized out of the blue where it was like, oh, I feel like I question all of my decisions because I, I don't trust myself. And like mm -hmm. for me, something that's like really helped with that is in the moment being like, I don't have to like something to do it. Like I don't have to want to fold these clothes. Like sometimes, you know, you have that mag magical burst of motivation. Where you're like, yeah, I'm going to fold all the clothes on my bed. And it, like telling myself, like, I don't have to want to do that. I don't have to wait for that. I can do something that I actively find kind of unpleasant and follow through with it. Like little things like that have been like really big for me in terms of like overall believing myself more and yeah. that I can like resist impulses. All right. Well, we're proud of you. You did the right thing. Thank you. Thank you. Any mm. any responses yet? We got clapping hands. <gasps> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Amazing. Okay, please update yeah. us. We are very invested. I will, for please. sure. Okay. I will. Absolutely. Congratulations, right. Rapati. You definitely want an update. Yeah. Uh, we want the details. No we want yeah. yes. all the stories. We're excited to hear about it. This is a new beginning for you. Very excited for you. Your self-worth uh, is going to climb. There are thousands of men out there who don't realize how excited they are to meet you. It's going to be great. You're. It's going to be super fun. Thank you, guys. All right, take care. All right. Wish you all the best. Bye. 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 Whew, what a doozy. I have chills. God. Saving one call at a time. Yeah. For real though. There like, are, there's yeah. probably so many women out there that are going through like not the exact same, but the same. Because like there's a, a point in my, one of my relationships where I felt that trapped, mm. where I felt like nothing mm. compared to this guy who was a piece of shit that I put on a pedestal. 
So many women do that, but then so do, yeah. yeah. I think it's pretty. Yeah, I've been I've been stuck before. Yeah, yeah, happens both Especially ways. Especially if it's you know, well, and this wasn't her first relationship because usually it's that first one. Yeah, that first love really gets you stuck because yeah. you in in some of those cases you 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 don't know what it's like to live without them, and if they're your first love, the idea of being able to love someone the same way you love them, regardless of how toxic it might be in reality, is a very scary concept. Mm-hmm. With her, I think it's a little different. I think it'll, I think this this regret that she has for this past relationship, she is wearing it like a disease, mm-hmm. and that yeah. shame of. Well, he's also made her feel like she's worthless with his actions, which has also made her feel like, oh, maybe I am worthless, and I won't meet anyone else like him. Like, and she'll probably be replaying those memories of him proposing and then planning mm-hmm. the wedding, like what you said. Everything you and you need to be my counselor, my therapist. <laughs> Everything that you said to her, I was like, that that is that sticks. Cool, that, I got a book for you. It's great. I fucking <laughs> I need to read it because you are a pro. You're really aware. Oh, I, I love appreciate it. Appreciate you saying. Uh, it's been a, such a pleasure to talk with you, Chloe. Thank you for really, having me on really here. Enjoyed having you on. Thank you. Uh, where can uh, my audience follow you? Find you? Uh, are there any other projects you want to promote? Put out there. So I have a show coming out on the fifteenth. Yeah, what's it about? Um, so it's a celeb detox show. So Ooh. it's basically about like getting rid of all of your emotional baggage, doing loads of extreme therapies. Where is this can be found? Um, so it's gonna be on Channel Four. It is a UK show. However, I'm sure that it will be shown here somewhere. Well, I was at Stagecoach and I had a couple lovely UK ladies uh, walk up to me uh, who listen to the podcast. So oh, I think we have a. A bit of an audience in oh, the great. UK, not not necessarily massive. But, okay, you know, we're we're worldwide. Good, yeah, yeah. So my Instagram is Chloe Veach official, and my TikTok is it's Chloe Veach, and it's Spell Veach v- for us. V e i t c h. Love it. Uh, that sounds like a fun show, though. What's the difference in your experience between UK reality TV and American reality TV? I think British reality TV is more like straightforward. American reality TV is more like behind the back stab walk to the front smile and wave you know like the producers like the castmates i think she means more cast i think cast yeah i mean from what i've seen not on my shows but like from what i've seen on like housewives and stuff well i mean i i don't i I can't i don't know anything about uk reality tv but i find that a lot of uh reality tv personalities uh that i'm aware of there's a lot of misrepresentation of who they actually are there is. Did you have any prejudgments of me before I came on? I, no. I don't know if you've seen me on anything. I didn't know much about you. I did okay. my homework, but I didn't hear anything bad. Okay, good. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I find that I, you know, I don't really care if you're a quote-unquote hero or a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I find villains, quote-unquote, to be more interesting people. Yeah. I find that traditionally when it comes to American reality TV, the people who are quote unquote villains, not always, they just tends to be more authentic yeah. and more real. And, you know, it's very easy to take a snarky quote or a behavior and slap some music on it and make someone sound like a jerk or yeah. consider a rude or whatever. It is. And I've said this before, the more polished someone uh, comes across and the more polished they go out of their way to be on social media, the more you should doubt their authenticity. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. what are they hiding? You know? Yeah. What it's you see polish, is not what you specifically get. Specifically polished. It's just yeah. like if they if it's if their whole brand is clean and polished and nice and yeah. warm and fuzzy, 
yeah. They, they're up to some shit. <laughs> uh, and I've heard all the stories. Uh, Chloe, it's really been a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much yeah, for having thank me. Thank you on. for coming. Thank and you. And good luck the rest of the way. We hope to see more of you on all the. Uh, any chance you, we could see you on Love Island? No. I mean, Love Island, I was meant to go on that before Talk to Handle, but I chose too hot over that. So, yeah. I'm done with. I'm done with dating shows now. You're done with dating yeah, shows? Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm hosting. I'm a hosting, hosting queen now, yeah. Maybe love is blind. Yeah. Hell Team. yeah. Here we go. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to send in those questions at asknick at thevilefiles.com. Uh, we have, uh, oh, don't better forget. Date better than date than never, never. talk Live show. We're talking blowjob best practices, tips and tricks to give and receive. Do you have any? I wish I was on that. You Use- can. You can. You're welcome to join. It's, it's live. You can do it from your phone. Do you have an iPhone? Uh, yeah, I do. Great. Yeah. Love I would that. use a passion fruit or an orange. Tell more. Get a passion fruit or an orange. An cut I- a big hole in it. Warm it up with your hands. Put it over the pain. Oh, it's like the grapefruit technique. Suck the tip and just push it down. Yeah, it's like the grapefruit. And and, yeah. and this does what? For who? For him. Well, it gives you less <laughs> jaw rate because you're not actually doing anything. Okay. <laughs> it makes it more exotic. Does it taste more tart? It's very c- citric. Citric-y? So, is but, that the so word? Wait, My you question get a- is, if you then have sex, we've joked about yeast infection. No, you just yeah, spit on it. Okay. Don't you, can't Hardcore. you just take a little time out and just, you know... Put, put some water on it. You just spit on it. Get o- get over it. Just put it in. You that deal might with the sting con- a bit. You no? deal with the consequences afterwards. He said that it didn't actually hurt. Have you ever done this? Yeah. Oh. Like last month. Beautiful. And how do you pick out the fruit? You just buy it. The bigger, the better. The bigger, it gives the better. you more room, depending on the size of the peen. You know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well. Well, more of this tonight on Better Date Than Never. Be sure to check it out. Lots of fun to be had. Also, don't forget Vile Files Plus for all your update specials. You're not live Better Date Than Never for people who can't listen live. We have our pop culture roundup every Friday on Vile Files Plus. It's free to sign up. You get a seven-day free trial. No excuses to not enjoy some of the amazing content we have behind Vile Files Plus. We love you all. We'll see you back on Monday. Bye. Bye.